Oh, well, you want to hear what's gold, Eric? Please. My shower. <laughs> how we're starting the episode welcome to file under entertainment with eric and jared and guests this week we have jake and david back again say hello guys hello guys hello. <laughs> hi guys <laughs> so, hi jared uh, i'm gonna get the uh the horrible hostness thing out of the way first and say you guys do the introduction we won't wait until i won't assume that everybody knows who you are already and have it uh like be the middle of the episode before i said oh yeah you guys should do your plugs so who are you and where else can they find you well i'm jake and i'm the host of life is unfair the malcolm the middle podcast uh, which David joins me for. <laughs> I'm fucking sorry, what? <laughs> First of all, my name is David, and I am head of Let's Play Death Ray Productions. Jacob is an intern who is allowed to edit the podcast so that he gets work experience. Thank you very much. Holy shit. Oh, it's getting Jesus. deep already. Also, what the fuck? You're going to try to cut me out of my own podcast. We co-host. I said you were there. Unfair. <laughs> yeah, I, listen, I'm not going to lie. Jake does the outline and the editing. So if he actually wanted to cut me out as just a like a guest on our own show, he's probably right because I mostly just take notes and then talk shit. But <laughs> he does have editing power. Yeah, he could just cut you completely out. It could just be him talking, and then there'd just be like huge swaths of dead air. <laughs> yeah, I mean he is a crazy person, so that works. But uh, you can also find us on Twitch.tv slash LP Death Ray. You can also find us as LP Death Ray. On Twitter, on TikTok, and Instagram, uh, where, oh, yeah, I do all of that. I'm glad you guys are separated by by some floors, because uh, you might... Because I would be, probably strangle him. Yes, there, I was going to say it might be fifth round at this point. I don't understand why he wants to do this when I'm sick, other than because he likes to kick a dog when they're down. <laughs> he would never kick a dog. He'd kick you. Uh, you true. haven't you haven't been on stream lately. He he willfully attacked a dog in a game the other day. I didn't realize that's what it was. It was far away. He Shut up. It. He Jake showed his true colors. What? Wow. For shame. And who's this other guy? The the spectacles and the bearded gentleman. I mean the the man with the red light district on in his room. That's yes. Jared. Uh, apparently now co-host of uh, File and Entertainment, the Evil. Why Box are you show. acting surprised? You've what? been saying it, and, like talking about it for like weeks on end. Like every every episode <laughs> since like S, you've been like, oh, apparently I'm co-host now. And, like you're like there's some huge surprise every week now. Because like it, it it makes me feel good. I I feel wanted. All right. Well, I, like that's not the energy that you're giving off. You're like apparently co-host. Like it's some annoyance. So. <laughs> 
It's my way to hang out with you. Because <laughs> every, every time I call this motherfucker, right? Every time I call Eric, he's like watching a movie. He's living his best life. And I'm like, hey, can I talk to you? I feel bad. I want to interrupt you. <laughs> yeah, don't you hate that when your friends have lives I and know. responsibilities? And, Can't they just you know. live a sad, lonely existence like me in my <laughs> tiny little apartment with two birds? <laughs> but yes, I'm I'm the co-host of File Entertainment. I am the co-host of the Evil Mark Show, and I am the host of Parrot Gaming Productions Feathers and Friends out there. Uh, random Reddit episode, and uh, every once in a while, you can find me on LP Deathray when we play Tarkov. Mark calls him the busiest man in podcasting, and it's hard to disagree. I mean, I, I think that's a that's a laundry list of stuff there, my friend. So I'm glad that you found the time to. Join us for this one. This is the why episode. Why don't I have and PTO yet? Takes a year. <laughs> so a little bit of news. No uh, community segment per se, like you guys have over at Life is Unfair. But uh, we did receive Jake's mail, his uh, support for Mark's country episode. Conditional uh, support. Conditional support. Yeah, as long as he could talk about alt country and be a part of the episode. Um, and we also did hear um, from Nemesis Luke, who says that he wants to hear it because even though he also abhors country music, he wants to see me suffer. So, Excellent. I mean, that's that's the kind of uh, energy that we can get from Luke. And then uh, Georgia also uh, said that she would like to hear the country episode. I said five, but I mean, I think like three and Jake should count for five on his own. So, I mean, I think we'll... We'll go ahead and do it. Yeah, I mean, yes, Jared, six. you already said that Garth Brooks, baby, that you were down for it, and I know that Mark is. So, uh, yeah, we'll we'll go ahead and do that. That's going to be one of our special episodes. And I also had the brilliant idea to do a March Madness episode where all fifty-six musical artists that we've covered this season are going to be put into a bracket, and we're going to be fighting. I've put the invite out to. All the guests that have been on this season, that they can come on that episode and um, give their support for their respective artists. There's going to be, I think, a lot of of surprises, a lot of uh, disappointing first round matchups for a lot of people because it's (laughs) like, oh, my God, two of my favorite artists going up against each other in the very first round. So one of these people is definitely not making it past. Um, do we get to kick uh, them out of zoom when their artists when all their artists are gone <laughs> <laughs> i mean that would be funny as shit it's just like all right well, David. caster standing <laughs> David, that would sorry, be pretty but... funny yeah get the fuck out of here bud <laughs> <laughs> i will oh. be one of the first one to die we have to hire the the lady the the weakest link lady to do it you know what I'm talking about. What happens oh, yeah. if I get kicked off, though? Like, does the podcast just end then? <laughs> well, yeah. If you're, <laughs> if you're the one that's hosting it, then I guess it would. Like, well, apparently, that's the end. We still have you know, three more rounds to go, but all Jared's artists are gone. So. We're down to the sweet 16, but uh, this is the end of the episode because our producer is just, he's gone. We got to kick him out. Say bye, everybody. Bye. <laughs> just... <laughs> Good night, Gracie. That would, that would, be, that would be cool. I just... Like, the only thing that I worry about, like, because I do long podcasts with you guys, and, like, I've been telling David, and I'm I'm sure I've been bitching to a few other folks that just, like, an hour, hour and a half is, like, a long time for me now, and so 
I, I'm just like, God, is this going to be like a six hour podcast? Like, how long is this thing going to be? That's the only thing no. I worry about. The March Madness thing. Yeah. I mean, once we get going, it'll probably go pretty quick. Like the okay. whole, it'll be like the longest part, I think, are going to be the introductions for everybody, the introductions for what it is and what we're doing, like the seedings and the matchups. And then once those get started, I mean, yeah, there's I'm sure going to be a fair amount of like arguments, especially in the, the first round and stuff and stuff. But that's can... why I said. Uh, I anticipate it's probably going to be three-ish hours. Don't you use um, Anchor to upload all your podcasts? Mm-hmm. Well, if you give me all the graphics that we have, and I could basically make it a graphic so we could cut down on that. But that's that's probably for after talk. I'm sorry. I'm getting too producer here. I'm getting into <laughs> all the, the fun shit where it's like, let me make a graphic. Let me do this. Let me do that. Yeah, well, before we get into that special episode, we have to first finish the alphabet. And this episode is the Y episode, which Jake and I uh, decided to double up on our artists. We both selected the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs. And so we each, uh, we went with uh, the six songs. Uh, we each selected uh, one that was our pick and then combined for four songs. And then David's artist is Yellow Card. Which yeah, Marcus Eric and Jake excited. teaming up on me. Weird. <laughs> I'm with you, David. I'm all the way for this band called Yellow Card. Let's do this, baby. God damn it. <laughs> I don't know. Now, now he can't play the victim card, Jared. Now he's now not outnumbered. I, I mean, he wants to be got... the underdog. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck that Yellow Card. There you go. That's the spirit. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so jared i'm assuming that uh in typical fashion you're not familiar with either of these bands when am i ever usual? <laughs> <laughs> like you, you're like why is the why is the sky blue it's just what it is that's that's how I'm it happens saying, that's i feel like jared is the jared is the opposite of our friend kyle who instead of knowing one song by every band, he knows all the songs by three bands. <laughs> Metallica, Killswitch, Engage, and I. The, I don't. I'll get back to you on the third one. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll get back to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh. I don't. Well, I don't like being picked very on good anymore. Segue, Jared. It's a very <laughs> good segue because yeah, yeah, yes is alphabetically first, and so they will be the selection that comes first. Uh, Jake, I wrote or I got some wiki notes. I don't know if you want me to read them. I don't know if you had something prepared. I don't. No, you, you can go ahead with your introduction. Okay. The Yeah Yeah Yeahs are an American indie rock band formed in New York City in the year two thousand. The group is composed of vocalist and pianist Karen O, born Karen Lee Orzolik, guitarist and keyboardist Nick Zinner, and drummer Brian Chase. They are complemented in live performances by second guitarist David Pajo? Pajo? How is it spelled? No. P-A-J-O. Pajo. Pajo? That's what I assumed. Karen O and Brian Chase first met as students at Oberlin College in Ohio in the late 1990s, where Chase was a jazz student at the conservatory. Karen then transferred to New York University and met Zinner, a student at Bard College, in a local bar where they formed a, quote, instant connection. During this time, they also shared a loft with future members of the band Metric, where Zolik and Zinner formed an acoustic duo called Unitard, but soon decided to, quote, shake things up a bit 
by forming a, quote, trashy, punky, grimy band modeled after the art student avant-garde punk, punk bands that Carano was exposed to at Oberlin. After the drummer they initially recruited bowed out, Chase joined the lineup. The band has recorded five studio albums. The first, Fever to Tell, was released in 2003 and sold more than 750,000 copies worldwide. The second, Show Your Bones, was released in 2006 and was named the second best album of the year by NME. Their third studio album, It's Blitz, was released in March of 2009. All three albums earned the, grant, the band Grammy nominations for Best Alternative Music Album. The fourth album, Mosquito, came out in April 2013 and Cool It Down followed in September 2022. The yeah, 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 style has been described as quote, an art rock trio who made an edgy post-punk dance floor friendly racket that mixed up Blondie, The Pretenders, and Sushi and the Bansies, end quote. According to an interview that aired during ABC's Live from Central Park Summer Stage Series, the band's name was taken from modern New York City vernacular. Anything to add, Jake? I know that you're a fan and familiar with this band, so I don't know if I missed anything of import. Uh, now the only thing that I think you missed, and it's because it's not on Wikipedia yet, is that uh, their newest album also got nominated for a uh, best alternative album. Nice, good insight, Jake. Thank you very much, David. I have to ask you, um, of your familiarity with the band, uh, I've heard the phrase yeah, 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 once. <laughs> so, you don't know this band, you've not no. heard this music. Have you did you listen to any? of this stuff i did or? not get a chance unfortunately okay. i tried but all right now that's fair i like when people come in completely fresh it's gonna be uh we'll have some revelations around so yeah this is this is the least prepared i've ever been for your show by the way because the band that i chose <laughs> every song with the exception of one has a like personal life story for me so i was like yep that's the one i'm picking so no she, other thought went into it so just when you're sick and it hurts to talk you're gonna have to do the most talking you've ever done correct i love it <laughs> <laughs> sounds excellent <laughs> all right uh well jake uh the first song is actually uh your specific song that you chose you want to give give the introduction to this and and why you chose this song uh sure so uh i for my specific uh, song chose Art Star uh, from their 2001 self-titled EP uh, and I specifically chose it because it's kind of the song that got me into the band. I had heard a few songs by them before but they hadn't really clicked. Then uh, in a conversation with a, a friend on Tumblr uh, we were like talking about uh, like punk bands and like Riot Girl punk bands and they Referred to the Yeah Yeah Yeahs as a, uh, like, secret Riot Girl band, which didn't really match with the couple of songs that I'd heard. I'd heard, like, Maps and, uh, I don't know, like, one or two other songs, but they're all, like, their poppier stuff. But uh, listening to this song, which they, like, referred me to, is sort of what made me look into the rest of their discography and really get into them. Okay. Yeah, I mean, um, the EP is the it's really good, obviously, and the song is good. I didn't have it in my list. I think it was funny because we, um, I think, combined had like the in it might as well just have been their entire discography. Like you even made mention of that. It's just like I think we've got it all covered. 
so, pretty much <laughs> it was like we had a lot of a lot of overlap so uh i think we had all of them pretty well covered um yeah it, it's good but it's so difficult to choose when they have this amount of work we wanted to have i think something from like every album we don't have anything from the newest album we do have two songs from their first official full-length album uh, because i don't know in my opinion it's still their best i mean it's uh jared and i talked last episode i think that like people's debuts like they have their entire lives to come up with that stuff so they pretty much just throw everything at, at the first album and see what sticks and then subsequent releases afterwards it's that much more difficult to capture that same kind of magic that you got from that first album um so i don't know jake what if you wanted to get into it later on but uh which album you think is their finest work or uh th i think i'll uh reveal that when we get to that the, the song fr from that album okay fair enough foreshadowing I think I might know, and I think it might be one that that was kind of dismissing. So, uh, but let's let's get into uh, the first song from the Yeah Yeah Yeahs. This is Art Star. Let's hear it. I've been working on a piece that speaks of sex and desperation. I've been screwing on the tracks of abandoned train stations. on jared's face <laughs> i don't i don't know whether to be scared or aroused right now but we'll go with <laughs> both aroused jade chose that yeah what <laughs> i assume you're surprised because i hate screamo metal yes that was <laughs> awesome that rocked i don't that fucking ruled 
what was that? <laughs> <laughs> that was, uh, I think, all at once, the perfect introduction to the yeah, yeah, yeahs, and also kind of different than other stuff that you're going to hear. Certainly, the rest of the songs that we've cultivated in this list are not very similar to that. Certainly, they're a hard rock band. They, you know, they're heavier alternative, certainly. And she certainly has, you know, the vocal range to, you know, go low, go high. But I, I think that is not quite what they usually do. Oh, yeah. Thank you, Gary. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah, like I said, uh, like the songs that I had heard by them initially were like very poppy, like very synth pop stuff, which I enjoyed, but like wasn't super in love with. So this was a like big surprise listening to it was like completely not what I expected. And I think it does such a good job of like playing with the dissonance between that like very poppy uh, like uh, verses and, and then just that straight up like screamo like thrashy punk fucking mm -hmm. just screaming art star is the chorus <laughs> just works so well and then contrasting that with the do 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 <laughs> like ah oh, just harmonizing with herself it's it, incredible i uh it's david uh it <laughs> <laughs> what immediately popped into my head is the tagline for that song is uh when indie breaks so it just sounds <laughs> like indie rock got really mad <laughs> so the general consensus or at least the top rated comments on songmeanings.com say that this song quote makes fun of artsy fartsy types who feel the need to act like complete morons to be considered artists <laughs> but another says that the message is ironic given that the aas themselves turned into an arty band but the top <laughs> overall rated comment says that it's a fun song to scream in the car at night and they're not wrong right? <laughs> it certainly is a fun song to listen to I, I think that was a really good pick by jake as a nice introduction to the aas i mean i'm um, paying attention so <laughs> <laughs> the, the next one is uh, i mean it's gonna seem like a heavy contrast to that first one um <laughs> But uh, yeah, this is kind of one of their more popular known songs. We didn't want to pick, uh, Jake has already made mention to Maps. So it's like arguably their most popular song. It's like probably even if you haven't heard the yeah, yeah or don't know that it's the yeah, yeah's, you've probably heard Maps in something, some kind of, uh, you know, media property. So you just don't know that it's them. But Soft Shock, I think, is kind of in the vein of Maps a little bit heavier not quite as popular or as um basic bitch i guess but um this wasn't on this wasn't one of the ones that jake had selected so jake do you have something against the song or was it just because it was like the uber popular kind of thing uh no i i enjoy the song there's with the exception of their newest album there's not really any yeah, yeah, yeah songs I don't like. I, I kind of like all of them. Uh, but yeah, this does fall into the category of like the more like synth poppy side of them, which I don't enjoy sure. quite as much. I think there's other bands that kind of do that better. Like you mentioned, Metric is like a band that like they literally came up with. Mm -hmm. so I, I tend to think does a better job with that side of things. Whereas I think the yeah, yeah, yeahs are better at the 
the like weird harder alternative rock stuff they get into yeah you definitely can uh definitely hear the uh, the the synth inspiration and so i wondered if that was it because you've you've said that that's not really your cup of tea normally but i guess um let's not <laughs> i mean that the song is so- soft shock am i going to be softly shocked or is this going to be like a art star fucking uh, no it's oh, it's, yeah. defi- no. <laughs> it's a definite departure from art star so okay. but let's without further ado this is well. from it's blitz this is soft shock let's go
That's a very wild departure from that very first song. <laughs> <laughs> I told you. Yeah, it's uh, very synth-heavy, as Jake alluded to. Um, yeah, uh, definitely different, but, I mean, you can still hear Karen O's uh, kind of range. And uh, So what did you guys think of this one? I mean, like, it's... it. I, I know you talked about... I know we talked about synth-pop, but, like, that is that's more what I think it synth pop is. Like, it's just a very mellow kind of calming. And I'm, I'm almost hundred percent positive. Like I've, yeah, like I've heard the yeah, yeah, yeah's before. Like I know I have now based off of that. So pretty sure I heard that in an arcade in the eighties. Um, <laughs> it is very Blondie esque, right? Yeah. That's, that's a hundred percent the vibe I got. Like, um, it's enjoyable, but it definitely, would not be one of their songs that I sought out. That was the one that I selected. That was my uh, <laughs> specific choice. All right, so I went back to the well of songmeanings.com where uh, user AOKGenMango got the most upvotes for their interpretation. Um, they say, to me, it sounds like it's uh, first real love and the first heartbreak. Unknown talk to unknown sounds like someone introducing the two lovers Everlast Forever refers to being naive about the relationship and thinking it will last forever, but then it ends. Sharp Shock to Your Soft Side refers to the shock of love and the impact that it has on emotions or your soft side. Summer Moon, Catch Your Shut Eye, In Your Room, In My Room. Sounds like it was a summer romance, and it's talking about the two of them sleeping together, sleeping in each other's places. It sounds like they broke up, then got back together. Hence the better back together line, which eases her heartache initially, but now she's terrified he's going to leave her again. I think it's about that first heartbreak and the pain and the emotion catching you by surprise. Um, actually, I think it's a pretty good interpretation of it. Um, I actually got a very different uh, meaning from Karen O herself, who said that it was about, I don't know if Jake, he's kind of laughing i don't know if you saw the same thing that i did it was no like, but i've seen her comments on other songs so i'm looking forward to hearing it <laughs> okay so yeah this one really according to her didn't have anything to do with heartbreak of any kind this was about like uh their producer had come in that he had just seen like this fatal car crash on the side of the road and was talking about like the grisliness of like the ambulance and like the paramedics and emts like they're with their stretcher and that's the genesis of this song and i'm like okay <laughs> i don't know not, not getting that but uh, if she says so <laughs> that's funny because i totally took this to be a song about like someone who died and oh. and left okay well there yeah. you go i guess that's the more accurate interpretation so <laughs> that's why i was that's why i was laughing when you were like talking about it being a breakup because i was like oh man i went dark with that and then you <laughs> told us that <laughs> yeah I will say, I feel like my interpretation is down the middle, because I've always assumed it was about, like, a loved one, like, like a lover who had died. So well, I feel like I'm I was in the yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Split the difference. Yeah, I guess I was... the hopeless romantic side of me just went uh, <laughs> with the, oh, yes, heartbreak is painful and, and traumatic. <laughs> it's just like, no, oh, it's someone who died. <laughs> it, it 100% to me sounds like, you know, they because like i agree with the interpretation of the first couple lines but then it sounds like okay so we met we fell in love it shocks we 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 had this great time we had our off and ons but like life continues and then you went and left me and then it kind of gets a little more melancholy and so it yeah it kind of gives that impression to me that yeah someone died like just 
doesn't sound like a stranger. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> I also can't confirm it, but based on as I said, having seen like Karen O commenting on other lyrics, I am like seventy five percent sure that sometimes she just lies. She just bullshits people. <laughs> <laughs> for funsies yeah, which gotta... i'm for yeah oh yeah absolutely like that just makes for a more interesting story like i mean it gets us talking about it except we're talking about it it's oh it's really about paramedics bringing a dead body away from a car crash oh that's not what i got out of it at all like yeah, it could be just like i'm gonna get people talking <laughs> she sounds like a fucking treat though doesn't she she's great uh my cousin Wes that I've mentioned that uh, we saw Spoon also at that same venue at the Metro. It was one of like their first shows. Like he, I, he had some like bootleg um, demo of theirs, like not ev- even their EP. Like I, I don't know. I don't know if it was Fever to Tell, like that he got early or what. But I was over at his place and like we were playing video games and he just had it on in the background. I'm like who is this? This is amazing. He's like, oh, it's this new band called the Yeah, Yeah, Yeah. It's from New York. He's like, they're actually going to be at the Metro in a couple of weeks. Do you want to go with me? And I'm like, fuck yeah, I do. So it was like one of their first Metro shows and like hardly anybody knew them. We were in like the second row, like standing by the stage and Karen O took a sip of water and like sprayed it on the end. I've got spit on by Karen O basically. (laughs) I do we talk about real quick how I'm sorry I'm just now looking at Google images real quick can we talk about how this band looks like Beatles wannabes and their dad <laughs> Did you, you need to go back into uh to Jake's Twitter when he when he was doing research for the show he was trying to find specific uh photos that that showed Brian looking like he was their father bringing them to <laughs> I think that's how you put it, right? (laughs) Yeah, he he looks like their dad who drove them to the concert. (laughs) And like half of their pictures. It's great. Dude, it is so (laughs) weird. I'm looking at like a whole Google Images wall of this. And the one that that like really, I think, seals it in for me is there a red carpet event and he is like off to the right and (laughs) and like two feet back. Yeah, he's like giving zero fucks and just like... uh, (laughs) Why that am I in And the one where they're in the bathroom, like the dirty, dingy bathroom, and he's like in the back corner looking yeah. off to the right with his glasses on like, fuck. Yeah, I don't think I posted that one in the Twitter thread, but that was the one that like set me on my search for more of these because it's their Wikipedia picture. Like, he looks so out of place. Does he look like that in all of the pictures? Which then led me to the Google image page where I went, oh, this rules. Yes, yes, he does. <laughs> yeah, the bathroom one looks it's just like, oh my God, I can't. Like, it's almost as if he someone's going to ask him to clean it. It's just like, oh my God, this is going to take so long. I can't believe, like, why are we even pausing for pictures? I need to get going on, like, Cloroxing this shit. <laughs> Yeah, I went to go look what she looked like, and then that w- that was a treat. This, this guy is is dad mode, one hundred and ten percent. Like, if if you just introduced me, it'd be like, oh, that's so sweet. Did you bring your dad? Yeah. He's also the youngest member of the band, by the right? way. Really, he's like a year younger than the other two. That's funny. <laughs> he just brings that really fatherly energy, I guess. Sorry, brother. Oh, well, I mean, kind of speaking of bodies, this next one has mention of mortuary. Um, 
Jake, do you want to give the introduction as to why uh, Black Tongue is the next song? Like why we chose this one? Uh, kind of your reason behind it? Yeah, well, I, the, the rest of these, uh, like, Eric, uh, like Eric mentioned, are uh, ones that were like on both of our initial lists. Uh, and this is a, you know, not to give it away, this is a contender for a, like favorite, just overall, yeah, 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 song for me. It's very, uh, it's going to be very different from both of the songs we've already heard. Honestly, it, it has like kind of like a garage rock, like almost like White Stripes kind of feel to it. Uh, that, that I, yeah, just, just really, really like musically. Same. I think that was said perfectly. It was kind of my assessment for it. It was like uh, perf um, specifically chosen because it is from that first album that I do really love. I think it might have been even the first song that I actually noticed, you know, being played, which kind of sparked my interest in, who, wow, who is this band? I really want to find more out about them. So, uh, yeah, it was an easy choice for both of us to make. So, so Jared, this let's listen this to about Black Giraffe's Tongue. Tongues. No. Okay. Well, I mean, Karen O might have said that it was at some point. <laughs> she could have been lying. <laughs> All right. I just I I know giraffes have black tongues, so I I was just kind of. Right. I do have a note that it is it about it is about a black tongue. No, I've got, I've got some more. <laughs> I'm just going to hit play now. Is that okay? Uh, yes, please do.
so I wanted to wait until <laughs> it played. Uh, another big reason, I don't for me, I don't know if it is for Jake, but I mean, he, he has said that he likes it before, and I know David likes it. It's the whole hold steady thing of them saying, yeah, 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 in the course of the song. I was like, <laughs> hell yeah, this has to be played. I fucking love when they do that. <laughs> love when the whole steady does it. I love when the yeah, yeah, yeahs do it. I love that when musicians do that. That's incredible. One of the best the name of the thing in the thing. That's exactly it. (laughs) So what did you guys think about this? Sounds a little mad at somebody and somebody might just be a bit of a dick. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Uh, No, this, I I like this. This is more what I think of like when I start thinking of like, you know, um, sort of classic like female punk rock or, or like the, the femme fatale punk rock type deal. Like, this this has that sound big time, so um, I I like it a lot more. Uh, not gonna lie, than Soft Shock, uh, but this is this is something I could get down to. I, I like this. Jared, anything more? Not really. Like I mean, David said it kind of perfectly. Like this is this is almost kind of like what I feel like it it would be now that like I've seen them. It's just a three it's a three person band, and. Not gonna lie, they're catchy. I mean, Art Star really threw me for a loop. Not gonna lie, um, that that may be very lowly placed. Uh, but I mean, honestly, like they're good songs. Like I kind of like how they have a couple different styles. I mean, three songs, three different styles, and they've all been mm-hmm. good. I'm glad you think so. So I mean, song songmeetings.com. Come on down. We got another uh, interpretation. User the Nipper says. Uh, quote, in Europe, black tongue is old-fashioned slang for ass-licking. What? So there you go. That might have something to do with it. And then user Bride on Fire says, quote, there's one interpretation that jumps out at me. It's about just being young and dumb and doing dumb shit just because you can still get away with it at, at that age. These two kids are going through a rebellious phase, hence references to getting high in the back room and prison breaks and being on the run. Right now, they're just being stupid bitches and no good dicks because it's fun and they can, end quote. <laughs> I kind of like that. It's like, uh, that's if anyone would embrace, hey, let's just do dumb shit for the sake of doing dumb shit because we can get away with it now. And one day in the near future, we're not going to be able to. I think the IAS, specifically Karen O, would kind of be on board with that. So especially for this being... Uh, from the first album, young into their careers, they're probably just like, let's embrace the hedonistic lifestyle of being rock stars because it's not always going to be that way. And also our dad's playing drums. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> he won't let us stay out past curfew, so we have to have all the fun that we have right now. We have to go get high in the back room while he's still like putting the drum set away because once he comes back and pulls the Honda Civic around, we're in big trouble. <laughs> Dude, that unlocks a core memory for me. I remember I dated this girl, and like her dad would come pick us up in this tiny little Chevy S10 that had those like sideways facing seats in the back of the truck. And it was a tiny little cramped seat. And the few times he picked me up, he'd have me sit back there on his side. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that was dating way back when Jared was 16. So I had to ride to Denver in the back of one of those. And Ugh. and I was like 13. And for those who don't know, like I'm six one and a big guy, and my shoulders have been this broad, and I have weighed at least 200 pounds and been six foot tall since I was 13. 
that could not have been a comfortable ride. Oh, it was the worst. I mean, it's not a comfortable ride like down the street to the gas station, let alone to like four and a half hours state. one way. <laughs> that sucks, man. You know, and dude, <laughs> the thing can't go over 55. So realistically, it took us like five, five and a half hours. <laughs> oh. And I'm and every bump you're feeling though, too. Like Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hey, you did it. You said the thing. God damn it. <laughs> He's a fan. He's hooked. All right. Uh, next on the list is another one from 2003's Fever to Tell. Uh, Jake and I both selected this one saying that this is uh, another one of the kind of like maybe more popular songs. I mean, aside from Maps on that first album, I would have to say this is probably 2A. Um, for sure but um if we were gonna have well i guess i can't say that because i was gonna just say if we were gonna have one of their popular songs it was gonna be this one but we also the next song is another one that's really popular that we also chose too but um yeah uh one of my favorites um let's give a listen to why control
Eric feels like he can't talk over these parts. <laughs> but I will. Bastard. Nick getting really filthy with the distorted guitar. Love it. Dude, I love that. Like, I miss that. I miss listening to CDs and albums and, like, having a song trail out and kind of give you a moment before crashing into the next one. Like, you don't you don't get that feeling with, with streaming music. And that's that's one thing I do miss with like the CDs and stuff, especially so many more artists did it back back then. And and when I was listening on, you know, CDs and stuff, it's one thing I definitely. When they, when they figured out how to do the seamless transitions, that was huge. It was, yeah. it was big and it was, it was nice. I mean, you can still do it with streaming. You definitely can, but yeah. Yeah. But everything I listen to is like chopped up and playlists <laughs> of stuff. Like I, I do, I miss that. And don't get me wrong, I listen to the whole album sometimes, but I don't know. It's it's not the same as yeah. plopping in a CD for the first time, driving down the road, and then having that like awesome song that then trails off into that distortion that just kind of leaves you with that that feeling of like I don't know. There's like a moment there that is your self aware appreciation. Yeah, yeah. It's it's weirdly calming. I would piss my wife off so much because you know, like road trips, like I, we used to have like this huge CD books, you know, like I'd have like a, the, the 200 uh, book of CDs and like, I would just want to listen to a song or two songs or whatever. And so like she was in charge of doing it. So I'd be like, all right, yeah, go to this CD. So she'd put it in and we'd listen to the song and be like, all right, the next one, she's like, you can't even listen to more than one song. I'm like, no, yeah, I want to listen. To you ever heard stuff. of burning a CD, Eric? You could do that. <laughs> you could do that. Yeah. You yeah, ever heard of committing a felony? No. <laughs> you want to download time. a car? Oh, hell yes, I would. <laughs> I download a car in a heartbeat. I don't give a you shit. You know how expensive those things are? Yeah. <laughs> Telling me you got a hookup. <laughs> I love that when they, when you'd see that thing, you wouldn't download this, and you're like, you don't know me, good sir. <laughs> Dude, I'm like the biggest goody two shoes law abiding citizen I know. LimeWire was my friend. Oh yeah, like <laughs> bomb the music industry is correct. I fully <laughs> believe in supporting artists and paying for stuff, but I also believe that I, I should be able to listen to it for free, first of all. So I will still illegally download shit, listen to it, and if I like it enough to support that artist, I will 100% then buy it. But I'm definitely going to listen to it first. I'm not going to be like, in, like, it's just not the same on like Spotify or whatever. Like, no, I'm, I want to listen to everything without, I even have like the, you know, the non-ad Spotify, but it's still not the same. I think they do something with like the the volume control or something. It's like, I really want to crank it. And it's just like, it, it doesn't feel like I can. The, the thing that pisses me yeah. off is that I've bought all the CDs that I have, like on Spotify. But like, mm -hmm. I remember when they made the transition, like it was nigh impossible to transfer it on over to like iTunes or this or that or third. And like, I get what they're doing with it, but it's like, you wonder why people pirate things because you give it to them in five different formats and you have to buy it five different ways. And it's just like, no, I bought the fucking thing. I should have the thing and I should be able to do with the thing that I want to do with it. Yeah, Agreed. yeah, yeah.
<laughs> <He did. laughs> <God damn> it. <laughs> okay, so for Y Control, according to the Wikipedia article this time, the name of the song refers to the emotional control of a female, referring to the male Y chromosome, and it can also be read as a reference to Prince's 1995 song Pussy Control, which is frequently <laughs> abbreviated as P Control. The song is part of the soundtrack to the 2009 video game Dirt 2. I don't know if there's any players for that. All right. <laughs> the song was met with universal acclaim upon its release, with many critics noting it as one of the album's highlights. Pitchfork Media listed Y Control as the 213th best song of the decade. However, it was also the least successful single from Fever to Tell, reaching a high, no- high water mark of number 54 on the UK's singles chart. I'm sorry, that was an abrupt moment of laughter there. <laughs> That's what we're here to do. I just, just laugh and have a good time. Yeah. I, uh, I, I, don't, I don't know. Pussy control just hit. Yeah. <laughs> I happen to know Dirt 2 only because it was the game that came with my brother's Xbox when he got it used from uh, GameStop. <laughs> so yes. for a while, it was the only game we had to play. <laughs> <laughs> so you'd heard this song before, though. Like yeah. You, you just didn't recall it. I didn't know it was yeah, yeah, yeah. And I definitely didn't know the lyrics. It was background music. Come on. Yeah. You only listen to that in Tony Hawk. <laughs> oh, my God. Dirt 2 was actually a fun game. I know that game. Oh, yeah, yeah. It wasn't bad for yeah. a driving game. No. But I'm usually not into those. Speaking of background music, that's actually how I found Sublime with Dave Mears' BMX way back in the day. It was like yes. one of, It was one of like three good songs on there. And so, like, it, it was just on repeat. And then same with, like, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater. Like, you had, like, the five or six songs that you really enjoyed. And you're just like, oh, no, shit, that's so-and-so. So, yeah. Oh, yeah, no. Dude. Now I like Ska. <laughs> <laughs> Damn you, Tony Hawk. My brother-in-law used to give me so much shit because I talked so much shit on Sublime. And then I he caught me jamming out to that song. And he's like, you know, this is Sublime. And I'm like, no, it's not. <laughs> yes, it is. But... <laughs> Uh, (laughs) yeah video games and uh music like fully licensed music is just it can lead to some incredible stuff there was like uh like one of the ea sports which is like horrendous in their business practices or whatever but uh, in terms of like uh music licensing like one of their baseball games i forget which one it was but it had some jammers on there so it led to a lot of discovery of of music it's like holy shit this baseball game it's like i want to just throw it in to listen to the music this shit kicks ass gta is really good for that too and they they always have like a handful of like original songs like that are specifically made just to go on their radio station in their games which is like low-key the best part about modern grand theft auto games is the, the fucking radio stations yeah oh definitely. yeah i have so like i'm not gonna go on mission i'm just gonna keep driving around in circles until the song finishes <laughs> i've done that so much both with the music and with their fucking talk radio things like the especially talk radio oh my god yes that the jb smooth has a fucking show in it that is <laughs> like if it was just a podcast well it would like legitimately be one of my favorite podcasts it's so good <laughs> it's so funny <laughs> and like dude like really like people listen to like free beer and hot wings and shit but man like no offense to them because they're funny i like them grand theft auto 5 beat you at your own game <laughs> i it's a video game 
I can't tell you how many times just endlessly driving around GTA 5 just with the radio on. I've gotten so into that, like, when I got into podcasting, I looked into to try to figure out how to put, like, my own talk show on as uh, as a mod for a game. And I thought that would have been so dope. But I found that there's, like, a whole shit ton of that goes into it, and I'm not smart enough for it. But that... <laughs> Like, it's so cool just to sit down and, like, you'll f- I found myself just sitting there, like, on the rocks, just watching the sun go up and down, listening to the fucking talk shows because I didn't want to miss anything. And I'm like, this is the shit. Like, if this was real radio, nope. oh, I'd never get out of my car. Dude, do you remember, you remember GTA 3, the lady that calls in? Life doesn't have a reset button. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they have them on YouTube. Did you know that? You can listen to all the radio stations on YouTube. Man. I did it's not know amazing. that. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. When I found well, that out, David's got a new obsession now. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> but right. if anybody knows how to make mods for games and wants to help me author with that, you know, feathersandfriends197 at gmail.com. Hey. <laughs> Shameless plug. <laughs> That's also what we're here for. There's no, no no need to have any kind of shame about it. Well, in that case, I've got a bunch that. of great products for all of you guys out there. <laughs> <laughs> all right, what's oh. next on the docket? Uh, David, did you have something to say? You have a, a no. You're fine. Plug? I have some dumb, <laughs> funny stuff for that podcast thing that you talk, but I have to wait till my voice gets back so that I can do the radio announcer voice without you know pain. Also, that was a t- yeah. It does not sound good when I'm sick. Holy fuck, that was awful. I think you always sound good, David. Ugh. You sound gorgeous. <laughs> Jake, you want to introduce this next song for us? Uh, sure. Next up, we have Gold Lion from the 2006 album "Show Your Bones." Uh, which is uh it's it's another one of the it's a bit more like alt rocky like less on the the sort of synth side of fade sort of that synth indie pop uh and this this is probably like their biggest hit that doesn't kind of fall into that category i would say this is also like the one like a hit from the aas that we like decided to uh throw in but because we thought it was the best out of like their big songs yeah i still like maps but it's just like it's so played out like uh, i i couldn't bear to have it actually on podcast like you can <laughs> literally hear that anyway i mean if you haven't heard it i do urge you to seek it out because it is an excellent song but it's just like uh yeah that, kind of going back to like the, the first time that we saw them in concert when they did that when we you know when i got spit on and they did maps it was just like it was still new at that point so that was like it was incredible and it wasn't even a full house we went like a year later after they had gotten some commercial success and we still got there like super early the same time that we got there before. But instead of like the second row, like right by the stage, we were all the way in the back because everybody was there. And as soon as maps came on, everybody pulled out, you know, the stuff and was trying to record it. And uh, it was like, yeah, everyone was kind of going gangbusters with that one. So speaking of gangbusters. My name is David from Let's Play Death Ray, and I have to go pee right now. So Jared is pretending to be my voice. Yes, Eric, you are 100% correct. That was gangbusters. Thank you for that very insightful comment. 
I appreciate you. Also, Jake, I'm coming up to your room to come get you because you decided to make fun of me. (laughs) Oh my god. (laughs) Spot on impression. (laughs) (laughs) Video games. (laughs) I really, really hope he doesn't listen to this part. You've got to add a shut up, Kyle. Shut up, Kenny. Uh, God damn it, Kenny, shut up. I don't know. I don't know how he does it. Oh, hey, look, he's back. We totally were about to listen to Goldline, weren't we, fellas? That's right. Sure are, and we were waiting for David to return, and nothing else. (laughs) Nothing else happened. I'm going to hit play now. Gold line's gonna tell me where the light is Gold line's gonna tell me where the light is Take our hands out of control Take our hands out of control Now tell me what you saw, tell me what you saw There was a crowd of 
Okay. That was Gold Lion. Uh, this one, again, for the Wikipedia, is the first single from their second album. It is distinct in their discography in that it features acoustic guitar and a more slowed down pace in contrast to earlier works. It was released on March 20th of 2006 and became the band's second major hit after 2004's Maps. Song title comes from the two Gold Lion Awards won by the Adidas commercial Hello Tomorrow at the 2005 Cannes uh, Lions International Advertising Festival. Karen O had contributed vocals to the ad song composed by Squeaky Clean Spiegel, who is brother of Karen's then boyfriend, Spike Jones, who had directed the ad. Some music critics have noted that Gold Lion sounds similar to Love and Rockets' 1980 song No New Tale to Tell. Not familiar. I don't know. Jake, is that ring a bell for you? Never Never heard it. I guess we're going to have to seek that out now to see if they're onto something. In 2010, the instrumentals were used in an Apple commercial for iPad. So, yeah, definitely one of the more uh, popular songs by the IAS. That's like, I like that song. I mean, yeah, um, it kind of reminds me of a a KMFDM song uh, a little bit where uh, there's a, a girl who has a orgasm. (laughs) <laughs> that's going on and uh i'm kind of guessing that's what that riff was that she was doing or whatever she was doing but it was great i will spin sex in here some way somehow damn it it's what you I do. always do you know where there's a will I mean, there's a way there was a crowd of seeds so i mean where there's a pervert there's a jared ah 100 percent, sir <laughs> wait isn't that ah <laughs> No, I really, I really like this song. Of course, it's got a little bit of, you know, the folksy more sound, but still a little bit of the the punk roots, which is kind of my my jam. So I really like that. That was that was really entertaining. I, I like that. I'm glad. Well, we're gonna finish up with what I'm venturing to say is a song from Jake's favorite album. I'm guessing. Correct. He likes mosquito the best. Okay. I do. Uh, it is probably their weirdest album. <laughs> uh, it's like both musically and like thematically very all over the place. It's also like very dark in a, in a way that I, I feel like their albums as a whole generally aren't. Mm-hmm. And uh, like I think, like looking at on like a song by song basis, I think you're right, Eric, that their first album, Fever to Tell, is probably like it has the best songs. But uh, like as a whole, Mosquito is uh, the, the that's the Yeah Yeah Yeah's album that uh, like really does it for me. I fucking absolutely love it. It's it's so weird. That there's a song about like wanting to fuck aliens. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> there, there's a song about mosquitoes there's there's a song about fucking a demon it's crazy now now <laughs> it's like hang on i'm, I'm hold, putting hold aside on. all my plans for the rest of the hold night. the fuck on i was i i was doing something but now i have to ask this question to all three of everybody here if there's alien life out there number one do you think it's fuckable and number two would you eric no 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 it's not fuckable or no you wouldn't do it or no to both yes (laughs) okay i have to say 
that I'm a happily married man. So I would hypothetical, oh, okay. hypothetical just, single Eric Stevens. Okay. Oh yeah. They're fuckable and totally. Yeah. Okay. That, for, just right. for the story. Okay. Hypothetical single Eric is getting that alien poontang. All right. Jay. You guys trust shit way too much. Uh, Have you not seen what happens to humans? Ah, uh, bro. Space Listen, AIDS. Listen, last thing I want is Uranus fucking AIDS or something. Like, what? no. No. Space AIDS. Hundred Two things. One, I don't want to be I, I don't want to be the first human testing this out. That's a David's point. <laughs> but if you know that's that's fine, you know, people have done it and not like had their dick explode or whatever. <laughs> and the aliens are hot, then sure. I mean But if it's like a xenomorph, I'm not gonna be like, well, I've always wanted to fuck an alien, so <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you're not big enough, if you're not hung like our friend Jake here is, who's like a, a demon, the xenomorph's smaller mouth might be better for you, you know? My God. But I, I'd, I'd be there with Jake. You know, I'm not going to be the first person in line, but I'm going to probably be about the fourth or fifth back to see how it goes. Oh, you know, they're going to run the clinical trials. They're going to see how it goes. I'm going to find a cute little blue girl. We're going to be like, hey... I'm not going to get space aids. You know, I, I I didn't know. One of my favorite things to do is to try to find segues and transitions. I didn't know that I was going to be able to do it with your talk of alien sex. But do you know that there is a hypothesis that says that they don't think that extraterrestrial life comes from outer space? It possibly comes from, drumroll please, under the earth. Do I hit play now? Yes.
another distinct departure from what we from what we've been listening to. What did you guys think of this one? That was dope. That, that was uh <laughs> super interesting. I'd fucking in a good that. way. <laughs> oh yeah. It was uh like very like lo-fi punk song about damning a failed relationship to hell. That was awesome. <laughs> like yeah. so, so interesting. This one uh description came from songfacts.com. Uh, this moody track finds Karen O singing about a relationship turning sour. Speaking in an interview with Pitchfork, the vocalist revealed how the dark times the members of the group were going through personally led the music to become an escape as well as a return to their lo-fi roots. She said, quote, emotionally, it's been a roller coaster. Being back in New York is intense for me. I've gone through an identity crisis. It's been very emotionally intense for guitarist Nick Zinner, too. He was going through a breakup while we were making the album. It was all just kind of down. And she added, quote, whenever we'd go into our studio space, we would just try and play music that was uplifting and cheerful. The music is more of a prescription for what we were feeling. It was like a pep talk and it's extremely lo-fi. We had a shitty drum machine, a shitty sampled keyboard, tons of delay on the vocals. There's a real tone, a character and style to it. And it's probably some of the most tongue in cheek stuff that we've done in a while. End quote. So that's what we had from under the earth. I like it. Like. That that is a song that you could put on and just vibe the fuck out to. Good second yeah. or nail sure. aliens. Yeah, good second date for to have sex with your alien friend. <laughs> it is also like one of their few like very bass forward songs, which I think is definitely part of why I like it as a right. as someone who loves bass. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're a band without, like, a dedicated bass player. They, like, trade off, like, bass duties to, like, to, to whoever at, like, any given song. But, uh, so, so, uh, not generally, like, something that's big in their songs, but, uh, it is really great in this song. Yeah, it, that makes it that much more, uh, noticeable when it does happen. And this is, like, yeah, it's a, a really driving bass line in that one. It's, yeah, I dig it. That definitely shot up several spots because of it i mean i I had kind of like the preliminary list of where i was going to be placing these and then as we started listening to them again i was like okay yeah this didn't get enough love yeah mosquito is one of those albums that i i like it's got you know a lot of good songs on it but like i was mentioning like fever to tell if if there's a like definitive yeah 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 album for me and it I, largely i find with myself and i always bring this up i think every episode kind of like the whole like cell phone thing is like <laughs> i think it's it tends to be the first album that i've heard from that band that ends up being my favorite because it's just like that's what kind of hooks me in and it's like all the other stuff that comes after it i can really love and appreciate but it's always going to be that first album that i heard luckily enough for me that first one was fever to tell which has so many great songs <laughs> fucking <So>, Kenny <laughs> so Kyle doesn't seem to agree with uh, my assessment of that he, he... he's a big mosquito fan as well <laughs> <laughs> oh fucking Kenny indeed <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
All right. God uh, damn it. Does anybody else have any final thoughts on the AAS before we get into David's selection of Yellow Cup? More songs about right, already. Pussy. All right. Wait, what? Look, there could have been on there, but it wasn't on Eric's list. All right. All right. Eric, <laughs> Jake gets more points for that one. That was on my list. I'm just saying. <laughs> oh, my Lord. To be fair, I think you had the entirety of Mosquito on there. So. I don't see how that's relevant. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I'm already calling it. We're doing an extended Y where it's just Jake and I talking about alien pussy. All, or, or alien I, dick. I could... I could 100% just do like six songs about fucking aliens easily. Mm. <laughs> All right. All right. Jack, you, missed the, you missed the T-Rex episode where we had one of those. So well, should have been. I shouldn't have been attacked by ferrets. So <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> okay. Not going to ask. Damn uh... ferrets. <laughs> <laughs> All right, all right, David, you're up, my man. All right, so yellow card. Uh, first of all, they started back in 97 in Jacksonville, Florida. Uh, their current members are Ryan Key, Sean Mackin, Ryan Mendez, and Josh Portman. Uh, their previous members include everyone in the music industry. Uh, <laughs> no, it's not quite that bad, but I, I think they've had eight different band members besides the four that are still currently in the band. Um <laughs> They started out as a hardcore punk band and now are simply an alternative rock band. But one of the big things that set them apart in any genre that they've been tagged in, and especially uh, premiering more and more uh, as they continue to transfer over from punk to alternative rock, is the prominent use of violin in their music, which uh, I am a sucker for a violin. Um Lindsay Sterling is fucking phenomenal and I love her. Uh and the, and Yellow Card and Skillet and I can keep going on with different bands that uh use like classical instruments in rock. Uh it's one of the reasons why like Jethro Tull was awesome growing up cuz he used flute and stuff. Like I I love classical instruments in rock music. I don't know why it's just always been a favorite for mine. The band actually broke up in 2016 um, following their uh, release of, I believe it was the album Yellow Card itself, like the self-titled one. And then they didn't actually get back together until 2022. Um, I don't believe that they have released anything new. I didn't look that up, shit. But I don't think they've released anything new since they've reformed. I think they've just done tours. Um Pardon me, had to take a break for a cough there. Um, the name actually comes from the uh, bandmates all knowing each other in high school and the old like party foul thing of uh, using soccer terminology of if somebody spilled a beer, you know, yellow card, right? You had to finish the beer. And maybe I'm the only one who partied with idiots who did that. But um, that's actually where the name of the band comes from. Uh, we're going to take an interesting look to me at this band because i know like for instance uh mark had some comments on my selections uh mm -hmm. and i am sorry to anyone who loves yellow card and doesn't like the songs that i picked 
I only picked songs that, and in the order that I discovered them and that I listened to. Yellow Card is one of those weird bands for me that I loved and never listened to. Um, and let me explain. Uh, I Yellow Card popped up on the radar for me at random points in my life with random songs uh, that cemented them as a band that I fucking loved and couldn't name any other songs. Uh, like, <laughs> I, and you'll get to, you'll see as we start talking about the songs, why that is and the way that kind of happened. But uh, it, it's probably my weirdest relationship with music as far as artists that I knew the name of the band, but, and love their music usually. And Jake can tell you, I was the guy, like I, if I got into a band, I got into a band. Like I, either downloaded or bought all of their CDs. I had all their shit. Like, um, you know, like Demon Hunter was another big band for me around this time and Linkin Park and all. I had all their stuff, everything, all of it. Um, And for some reason, Yellow Card just kept, like it would spike and be one of those songs that literally changed my life, um, as we'll get into uh and then i just they would fall off the radar and i have no idea why because i really do enjoy their stuff so hopefully you guys do as well okay so um the first song on the docket what's uh the story behind this one or do you want to get into it after no that's no no that's fine um so only one is a song that uh was on a mix CD, the first mix CD that my wife ever gave me back when we were dating. Um, and I liked it then, and it was a romantic song and and kind of, but like I never really listened to the lyrics of it all that much. It was just kind of there. Um, and my wife and I have had a pretty good relationship over the last, oh, Jesus, how old am I? Uh, we've been married for 14 years, that I remember, uh, or about <laughs> to be 14 years, but We've been together a long time, and I can count on one hand the amount of times we've fought. And one of them, it was pretty bad, and it almost ended our relationship. And uh, partly because, mostly, almost entirely, because I was being an idiot. Um, And uh, I just so happened to hop in my car, and this song was playing, and I listened to the lyrics for the first time all the way. And... uh, it got me thinking and I swallowed my pride enough to not be a stupid fuck and ruin something that has proven to be the best thing that's ever happened to me. Um, so this will always and forever be my favorite yellow card song. If only because my life would not be what it is without this song. So I hope she's down there listening. She is not. (laughs) She's at work.
Dude, I would 100% fall in love with you if that song played after a fight. <laughs> hey, I love that song, and I love emotion and how it connects to music and memory. And I, man, I <laughs> trust me, I could go into so much detail that no one wants about some things in my life and my past. And, and like, man, I tried so hard not to be my dad and and yeah uh <laughs> but anyways yeah no i i love this song i don't even really remember the music video i used to watch it all the time uh but just the violin too like sets it off you know i would love the song without any attachment to it um it's very much so my type of music and then just to have it be so prominent in a very young portion of my life um sorry to all the people who are like well yeah but it's one of their popular sellout songs fuck off i don't care <laughs> <laughs> that all falls by the wayside when it has a personal a very personal connection like you it's not just like oh i like it and we listen to it you know like no this it definitely has meaning and a really good meaning behind it as well so is that like your guys song like I, I don't know. Like I mean, typically relationships have like songs. Like not but... us. We had eras of music, <laughs> if that makes any sense. And no, because she doesn't know. Like I don't even think my wife knows that story. Like I don't think. No, I definitely didn't talk about. I it. think she does. Like she, she knows. She knows the start of it, but I. I don't think she knows that I listened to that after that fight, and like. We she had basically considered ending it and like it was yeah um she definitely doesn't know the motivation for me not being a dumbass <laughs> <laughs> well i i think that's a nice bit of serendipity though like that she had introduced you to the song on uh uh like a compilation like cd and then that's also the song that got you to get your shit together i think that if that is not like the motivating factor for it to be one of your songs, I think it right. needs to be. <laughs> yeah. We've also just never been the couple to have like a song. Like we have a lot of songs that meant things to us at different periods of time. Honestly, if you wanted to like pick our song, um, it would actually uh, come from the Phantom of the Opera. And that's a whole long story in and of itself. Um, but that would that would really if you had to pick one song of anything, it would actually uh, be one of the songs from that. So anyways, and I don't even like Andrew Lloyd Webber. <laughs> That's cool. I mean, ours is from the Crow soundtrack. So it's uh, funnily enough, uh, ironically enough, it's by For Love Not Lisa, which is kind of the, the fitting. Um, uh, it's the song Slip Slide Melting. There's a section where I don't know if you guys know it, but it's like where he. It's kind of like a, a harder song, but then he, it really slows down in the middle and he says, I will die for you. And, you know, that goes through that whole kind of thing. That's it's it's our thing. You know, that's uh, it's mine and Megan's song. So fair. That's, that's a great awesome. soundtrack. It is a great <laughs> yeah, soundtrack. It really is. It really, really is. <laughs> I was going to say good choice. 
<laughs> yeah, some people like uh, bristle at that when they hear that. They're like, for love, not least, I've never heard of that band. And then they're like, what's the name? Slip Slide Melting. What kind of fucking name is that for a song? And I was like, no, you really need to just listen to the song for like the uh, the emotional reasoning behind it. It's it's pretty fucking great. <laughs> that just sounds like a dirty song. <laughs> it's not. You need to if you haven't heard it, Jared, write it down. It's love good. not Lisa's slip slide melting. You I'm need to slip slide melting into somebody this weekend. Good God. Wow. <laughs> <Did> you... <laughs> I didn't know that single Jared was so thirsty. Right? Motherfucker, I am dangerously alone, okay? <laughs> like when you just put me in my house by myself, I just kind of go, huh. What is there to do? Well, I've played all the games. Everybody's gone to bed. It's two in the morning. I can watch YouTube on Murder Mystery, or I can watch the good movies. <laughs> so uh, your Google search history is going to be like, uh, you're going to look up alien sex I'm going to go right? now. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Like, like a little green man blow up doll or something. <laughs> no, 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 no. We... we well, if you've listened, if you listen to an upcoming Fathers and Friends episode, you'll find out what what kind of kink Jared might have. Um, but yeah, no. Anyway, like only one. <laughs> well, well, there was there was a, there was a specific Reddit question that was on there that I may or may not have an- answered with a uh, fellow friend of of, of of David's and I, uh, Ray's, about what would you not tell one of your. Uh, I think the question was like, what would you not, what what one thing would you not reveal to one of your friends or something like that. And, like, we were both trying to think, and I was like, oh, well, I have a kink that I probably wouldn't relate, and then I ended up saying it anyway, so. Awesome. Yeah. Can't <laughs> wait for that. I know, right? You're going to find out more about me. You you just all oodles and oodles of interesting facts. Right? Yeah, we find out about his alien anus foreplay stuff, and you find out weird, depressing things about my past. Actually. What a great... <laughs> yeah, but it has a happy ending. Um, now you've girl. got two beautiful children. Oh my god, Jesus! Uh, I told you I'm a dark asshole. I, I was gonna say like, have her listen to this episode, but now after that, maybe not. <laughs> no, she she'd know I'm kidding. I actually, um, I actually liked the Phantom of the Opera. I've, I think I've seen three three different iterations of it and each time it's just gorgeous it like it is one yeah. of those movies out there that i will watch like i have to kind of be in a mood for it but like it is a movie that i will gladly watch time and time again so fun fact about oh yeah Jared. no i'm i'm same uh anyways moving us right along before we go down that rabbit hole <laughs> <laughs> so this next one uh has an interesting story to it as well and again, kind of another like serendipitous moment. Um, let me why did my notes just close? God damn it. Uh mm-hmm. I was trying. Can't blame the Eric Curse on that one. I cannot. I no, this is classic Eric Curse stuff. Uh <laughs> to tell you when this came out. There it is. Okay. So um this next one is off of their uh yellow card album. I believe. No, this is off of One for the Kids. Pardon me, I misspoke. Um, And it released in 2001. And I had heard nothing from this album until 2007. Um, So a couple years in the future. This has been out for a while. Um, Apparently, it's like was one of their popular albums. But uh, I'd never heard of it. And then 
to make a very long story short, uh, I got accused of something I didn't do, couldn't prove that I didn't do it, and got set up by uh, my employers, and they tried to claim that I stole $5,000. Um, what's worse is the people who I was hanging out with all the time and who were, like, I thought my best friends uh, agreed to perjure themselves uh, and say that they saw me do it. Um, which I know lots of people listening to this are like, well, you probably did it. No, I didn't. Never stolen a damn thing in my life. Um, and so I lost my employment and I had just had to take out a fucking loan for $3,000 to rebuild the engine in my truck. I was, so now I was freaking out. I didn't know how I was going to pay for that. I couldn't afford to pay my college tuition. Fortunately, it happened before like, uh, the dropout date. So I had to withdraw from all my classes because I could no longer afford my tuition. I could no longer afford the um, payments on my truck. Uh, and everyone who I knew, because Jake was gone now, my brother had gone off to the Air Force. Everyone who I knew uh, had either left or was saying that I did it. Um, so I left. Uh I left the state. I ran away from all of my problems uh, and moved down to Missouri, which is where my now wife was living at the time um, and decided to try to start over, which, by the way, didn't work. Uh, I was miserable down there. But oh, weird thing when you try to run away from the problems in your life uh, rather than cut out all the toxic fucking people who I thought were my friends. Um, but anyways, uh, I went to buy some CDs for the trip because I had had my CDs stolen, uh, which, by the way, has happened to me eight different times in my life. Now, I didn't lose oh my, my entire CDs, but uh, I did lose a good portion of them, and I wanted more CDs for the trip. And when I walked into, uh, I think it was Sam Goody at the time still, up in our mall. I don't remember. It was one of the CD stores that was up there that then immediately got sold out to another. <laughs> um. <laughs> FYE, Sam Goody, who knows? Um, but and the guy working the counter recommended this album to me. Um, and I put it in on the drive at about the time I got to Nebraska. And if you've ever driven I-80 in Nebraska, there's fucking nothing. <laughs> and I swear to God, I slept through most of that drive. The only part of that drive that I remembered was this song. I like tuned out and zeroed out the rest of the album but this one like stuck with me and i know it's about something else but it i don't know a lot of the lyrics just sort of caught with me and and sort of seemed to match with what i was going through at the time and uh it became another one of those yellow card songs that i absolutely loved and added to cds and playlists and never listened to the rest of that album by the way this cd got stolen two weeks after I got to Missouri. So I only listened to it on the drive down there. And then my truck got broken into and all of my CDs that I took with me got stolen. So not only did my truck get broken into and my CDs stolen three, three or four weeks, I want to say before I left. But as soon as I got down there, I, and I had to go to court cause they broke into like eight trucks on our street, eight Jeez. vehicles and stole a bunch of stuff. Yeah, it was one of my first times having to go to court. Oh, wow. 
<laughs> you, do, you certainly do have some stories behind these. Like Jake and I were just like, yeah, we like it. It's good. And you have like all these profound like reasonings behind it. But I, I love that. That's that's incredible. Man. I mean, we, we talk all the time and you even mentioned earlier uh, in the episode, like the the effect that music can have on people and its emotions and just like nostalgia and putting you in a certain place in time. And just like, it's incredible that music has the power to do that. And also like to be used as a, a coping mechanism and like it could get you through some rough, dark times. And Oh yeah. It's, it's great that it does that. There, there are certain bands that I love, but I can't listen to because if I do, I go right back to the emotional state that I was in when I found them. Yeah. Yeah. I hear that. <laughs> All right. Well, let's, before we get. <laughs> oh, hey, shit. I guess <laughs> I should mention this is a wall off of, uh, <laughs> off of one for the kids. Yeah. I'm not just <laughs> waiting to hear the song title or that I should play it or, or a cue <laughs> that I should play this song. Just sitting here listening to the sad panda from David. No, Listen, anymore. I'm talking about my life here. I could go on and on and on. Some shits happened in my 33 years, all right? I love you, David. I love you too, Bubba. We all love you. We love it.
Okay. Sorry, I double clicked that. You're all right. Uh, I love that song. And yeah, man, driving down the road and, and trying to contemplate, you know, I'm a very loyal person to to people who I consider my people and, and to try to feel like, you know, everyone that I could trust was gone and, and every part of life that I'd known was gone. And, and it was the first time I was ever leaving home uh you know those lines like you know feeling alive yet alone and and something's blurred by fate and like man this just as a young man this stuck with me so much yeah ran from a life that he hates hoping to find some new beginning it's easy to find like uh, a connection to that certainly considering the circumstances that were leading you there were not ones of your own creation that you were kind of like snowballed into this and another line that really fits for that maybe the best he can get is still out of his reach like that yep. like you had no uh, wow <laughs> I, I could definitely feel where that would uh really call to you this song and, and make it feel like it was written specifically you know for you because that certainly seems like the circumstances you're going through so yeah it was uh very impactful and and again like i love this song um it's it's not you know a lot of the times the stuff that i really enjoy is kind of complex like you guys have seen my musical taste they're kind of all over the chart but this is one it's it's a fairly straightforward fairly simple song but i don't know it'll never not mean something to me it'll never not remind me of that trip it'll never not remind me of what it feels like to be isolated sure. in a place where i mean still to this day i can't walk through this town without running into somebody that i know and from that have, time that like yeah. you know that was like one of your accusers or naysayers basically yeah and to have it like especially for those who don't know like i i was in college for criminal justice like i have been pursuing a, a career that i now have in law enforcement my entire life um and to have something like that thrown against my character and to not have the people who you thought were loyal to you um be able to to look at your character and be like that that it fucked me up uh for a long time sure and it like and had you not been exonerated that could have like blackballed you from that profession like if you would have had that on your on your stain uh, like uh, on your record like there's no yep. way that you would have been able to get into you know criminal oh, justice yeah. so, so that that wow that's uh it's incredible but i mean you had also said that there's still some music that you can't listen to to this day because of like the darkness like that seems like it would be a pretty dark time but knowing that you came out of it and that all of it worked out in the end i'm glad that you can you know listen to that now and appreciate that for because i'm sure at the time that was incredibly dark and you're like we're wondering like what happens next and i was a very angry person rightfully so especially you know for knowing of you know high moral character that you are that you wouldn't ever do anything like that and for like literally everyone to kind of turn their back on you even people that you were closest to that you thought even my dad's pastor that's completely fucked (laughs) yeah dude oh yeah yeah um and it's kind of it 
it's fucked up how it came out too because unfortunately like even my dad's pastor like tried arguing with my parents and was like no he's a young man he probably did it everyone makes mistakes blah 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 and then they did the same shit to him and they set him up and fucking he got shit canned for allegedly stealing which he also would never do uh and then it came out like six months after that that one of their loss prevention people had been setting people up and stealing like thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars for years. Uh, by the way, they never issued an apology or were like, oops, are bad, even though they could prove that she set up like I think there was like 10 people after me and like four people before me. Jesus. Yeah. And Sears was like, oh, that never happened. And then they went out of business. Yeah, they got, a bitch. They got their comeuppance <laughs> for sure. <laughs> I remember the day Sears like just stopped existing. And me I, too. I remember that I was like, wow, <laughs> I'm just fucking old now. But now it has a better meaning. Karma for David. That's right. <laughs> um, yeah. But I, I do. I love this song and it it definitely Fortunately, it was never one of those that took me to too dark of a place. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I, I think it helps that like it it is like musically such a upbeat like pop bunk song. Yeah, which, uh, yeah. At least in my experience, when it like has that uh like dissonance between like yeah the the lyrics that are like you know personal and you know have, have this meaning and, like relates to this personal stuff, but the music's really like upbeat. And it helps. Uh, not make it a you know a thing that'll throw you back into being right depressed again and i think there's an element of hope to the lyrics as well yeah like yeah which i think i think matters a lot like it's really easy to find lyrics that are very uh full of despair (laughs) and i don't think this is completely that right fair yeah, plenty of those exist. <laughs> the whole world is burning and it's never going to get better. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> the world's on fire. End of song. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so what's uh, next on the list? Sorry, my three-year-old came down and wanted to talk to me. <laughs> um. So this is probably like the loosest of connection um but it's it just has been one of those songs that again popped up um so fast forward let's see about three years i think is when i heard this would have been yeah because this was still relatively new so would have been maybe just a year or two it was it had been out for a couple of years still i want to say 2008 is about when i heard this um yeah, that's right, because that would put me... Yeah, okay. Um, And one of the friends that I had made down south, actually, uh, James, was uh, shipping out to Germany uh, with the army. Um, And uh, he found this song, and he's like, hey, have you ever heard of this band, Yellow Card? And uh, he and his wife, uh, or ex-wife now, I guess, still friends with both of them. They're great people. They just didn't work as a couple. Um, But... uh. He sent me the song and it's one of the types of songs that I love anyways, because it's, it's very storytelling. Um, again, it's this somebody or something introducing me to a band that I'd already heard of, 
um as this brand new thing also i love your cat that's awesome uh <laughs> eric has been replaced that's right. <laughs> um, is the new host. and it just it was such a fitting song to have on the album that he gave me right as he like shipped off to germany um and uh yeah i don't know it's just it, it again it just stuck with me like i said this is probably the weakest story of any but it it just stuck with my head stuck stuck in my lexicon of music because of you know the the connection to james and yeah he never went to combat or anything but he went overseas and disappeared and you know like i don't know we didn't talk for eight years or so <laughs> And this is uh, trying to get it pulled up. There it goes. Uh, two Weeks from 20. This is off of uh, Lights and Sounds. This was released in 2006.
Okay, two weeks to 20. <laughs> hey, that's better than uh, Kyle chiming in. <laughs> yeah, but he's kind of whiny right now. So I apologize for the, the three-year-old sounds in the background, but Mama isn't here, and he's not feeling so great. So, so he's with Dad. Um, so I apologize for the child sounds in the background, but also I don't. Uh, <laughs> this is what it means to be a dad. Uh, yeah, I, I love that song. It's just, it's so, like, it's so in line with all the other songs that, you know, I, I listen to on a regular basis, like the Hold Steady and the Decemberist, and so out of place for a yellow card to me right? from all the other <laughs> stuff. Like, love this song so much. Yeah, yeah, that uh, that blues guitar solo <laughs> really did right. not see that coming out of those first two <laughs> right. songs. Uh, <laughs> dude, so good, so good. Jared, you haven't chimed in so much. What what'd you think of that one? I'm like just getting like it's it's with with these songs that David does. Like, <laughs> I love David to death, and I love I love that is that he's a great guy. He's a great family man. But like the music that he plays just makes me want to just like get calm and quiet and just like appreciate <laughs> life. Like that's that's just it. Like I as much as I'm like, I know I'm the co-host here and like I know I'm supposed to probably say words and stuff. But like I'm just like <laughs> I'm just hat like I'm like my life is pretty damn good. Like as as much as I'm like, yeah, I don't have a girlfriend right now. But then like I look around and I'm like, I've got you, Eric. I've got Mark. I play games with David, even though my buddy Ray's is gone on a trip. He's there. Jake will chime in all the time when I'm talking to David and playing Tarkov. Kenny comes on or Kyle. And I just like, I remember that like I'm loved and cared for. And then like these songs just kind of re-solidify it. And when I get emotional, I just kind of get quiet. I just, I just want to smile and remember that I'm, I, even though I am alone in my trailer, all I gotta do is pick up my phone and send a text, and I know one of you motherfuckers is gonna respond to me. That's Correct. right. You got the boys. You got Helios and Mr. Blue Nipples the Third. They're there to give you love. If only you could see my hands right now. They're a little grumpy. <laughs> 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 it's 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 kind of coming to their mating season comes to an end in February, and uh, let's just say that uh, they uh, they're not they're not butt buddies. <laughs> so. They're a little, they're a little testy, a little angry, but no, yeah, I, I know what you mean. It's just, I don't know, like I just, I feel the love, man. I feel the love in these songs, and it just, it makes Jared, it just makes Jared a little, a little emotionals and stuff. And <laughs> I came here to talk about fucking aliens and you know stuff like that. I'm not, <laughs> not feeling sad about life. Well, don't worry, Jared. I got you covered. We're going to change the dial a little bit. Okay. Because this next song comes from when I started to discover that Yellow Card was a punk band. Uh, <laughs> this comes from before. This is pre everything else we've listened to. This is from 1999. And I discovered this um, actually uh interesting story uh i almost when i was down south uh was involved in starting my own uh bounty hunting uh company with one of our buddies 
and also was looking at potentially MMA fighting because I had been trained by people who in our state, Wyoming, they hold the Western title for welterweight and uh, heavyweight uh, multiple times in, in multiple different sanctioned fights. Um, and I've studied martial arts since I was six. Um, and we were looking for songs to work out to. And I had started a punk binge um, that started with being introduced to the Dropkick Murphys, actually. Um, and then sort of went down a rabbit hole. I actually wasn't in the punk pre-2009, 2010. Um, and uh, this song uh, came on, and it always came on every single time that we were doing fight prep. And like this song became one of those, it was one of three contenders that if I ever actually went and did a professional fight was going to be like my walkout song. Um, so it's not like a huge emotional connection, but it, this song uh, got me amped up and we trained to it constantly. Um, and like was always in my ears working out at the gym. Uh, there's a period of time there where I was trying to cut enough weight to, to get down to where I needed to be. I was working out, you know, I was unemployed. So I was going to the gym like six days a week. And um, this, this was the song that like when it got time to get serious and start going into the back room and hitting pads and stuff, when I got done with the treadmill, uh, this was the song that I played. Okay. What I'd really and like that song is? Is to learn the I'm sorry. Uh, I, I thought I had already done that. My bad. I'm getting distracted. Uh, man, talking about all this is a trip down memory lane for me. I apologize. This is uh, off the album Where We Stand, and this is Kids. What I'd really like is to learn the death moves. So, Ying, there is no special move that is best. It all depends. Any move could be best. It's up to you when the time's right to move correctly accurately and with great speed like this
quite the departure from <laughs> from the previous one wow we seem to be having a habit of doing that like here's something that you're going to hear from this band here's something completely different that you're going right. to hear from yeah, something strange. completely yes. different <laughs> was the end just to... tet it's kids. kids oh okay i mean that would make sense <laughs> yeah you know being it that it's the name of the song and whatnot no no, we're gonna we're gonna disregard. You're that. gonna hear what you wanna wanna oh, hear. Yeah, hundred percent. Oh, like yeah. He's shaking again. I got him to do it like three times tonight. I love it. <laughs> I love it, Jake. I'm, I'm here for Congratulations, you. Congratulations, dude. Proud of you, buddy. Uh, Keep Jared, up the good work. I, I I think we're gonna need you to pregame before you <laughs> before you come on any of these episodes, buddy. <laughs> what, what like what pregame with what more Dunkin' Donuts coffee? No, yes. like uh, pregame with uh, cleaning the pipes or something. They just, you know, have the the, the post nut clarity oh. going on. Oh, it's like what, like what, like what? I don't. I just, I just heard tits. All right, I just that's what I. I'm sorry, man. Like I'm not. I don't need the viewers to know what I do before and after each show. And maybe yeah, sometimes but the during, just because you hang out with me. A little bit, yeah. I gotta be that power bottom, you know. Oh my god. <laughs> anyway. Oh. <laughs> so, Jake, what did you think of that one? Uh, yeah, yeah, the, I liked it. Like, uh, despite like David having mentioned it earlier, the uh, well, it was definitely much more hardcore punk than I was expecting. It's like a very, very like early bad religion vibes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for so, sure. I like. It's, Agreed. Dude, well it's such a good workout song. And then, like, again, as a martial artist, like, I love the clip in the beginning of that <laughs> song. Dude, it's so good. <laughs> I I used to have a, a playlist that was nothing but, like, martial arts songs or, like, martial arts referencing songs and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. Um, or, like, songs that I knew were written by martial artists. And <laughs> uh, it was it was a pretty fun playlist, but all over the place. <laughs> those are like the best playlists though aren't they where it's just like a genre of something uh yeah oh i forgot to do it for eric i'm sorry i'll build that one playlist that i may or may not remember to have talked to you about <laughs> but yeah i remember like i have this one called carnage which is just pure oh, yeah. yeah just pure metal and it's just like all right let's fucking do this man <laughs> yeah mine was all over the place because like uh i actually had the pleasure of meeting and running the uh sound equipment once for a uh, rapper by the name of red cloud Ooh. and uh he's actually a third degree black belt uh as well as a rapper and all this other stuff and so um one of his songs is about like practicing martial arts and and humate and all of that stuff and it was awesome so like i went from hardcore punk like this to rap to like some punk rocks uh or not punk rocks but indie rock songs that are talking about 
you know, a kid getting beat up and then trying to defend himself and just all over the place. So it was a lot of fun. Uh, but it was it was a good workout mix. Fair. Very cool. Yeah, those are the best kind of playlists that I have just like kind of just run the gantlet of all different kind of like musical genres, like all based on a theme that, that like that. That's really cool. Oh, yeah. What? Um, so next sorry, on the docket is. Yes. So next is Lesson Learned. Um, lesson Learned, I actually discovered, oddly enough, in the same year. Uh <laughs> And it also came from that same uh, Where We Stand album in 1999. So you're gonna get some more of the the hardcore punk. You're welcome. Um, we're gonna we're gonna get that that blood flowing for Jared. Um, <laughs> and uh, this uh, this song uh, is is one of those that again I I don't really think that the story is all that strong. Like the the good story is for the beginning and now the end. But uh, this was a song that just sort of kind of became like a rallying song uh, when I worked in a kitchen uh, for a period of time down south. And uh, it was like when everybody got the the hell out of the restaurant and, and stuff, um, we had I had worked with one of the guys before when I worked at Walmart and he had introduced me to this song. And then it kind of became sort of the like closing time song in the back. Like, this is what you put on and cranked up when you knew that all the customers were gone and everybody was was going off and doing their own thing. And, and you just kind of jammed out to this. You got everything done. The night was over. And it was this song signified that the end of the night was beginning. Um, and then it would go into things like the Beastie Boys and just <laughs> crazy, crazy stuff. But it, we always started with this. Nice. Um, and it just, I don't know, like every time I hear this, I am immediately like motivated to go do something. Like, <laughs> I, like it is time to clean stuff. It is time to scrub shit down. Like this is this is my like ultimate cleaning the house song. <laughs> well, don't do that after this one because we still have one more song. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> <laughs> Let's give a listen to Lesson Learned. It's six in the morning, you still have a Sunday, you're tired for long yesterday. But all you can do is just listen to wake up and prepare for what tomorrow will bring. It's going out and training, the ones you can play to, just wish that the time would go by. Sitting here anxious, it's on to have visions.
Lesson learned. Jake, he's nodding in approval. He seems to like the punk aspect of it. Uh yeah, definitely. These uh the, these last two have been much more uh my type of music. M much more into like the like 90s hardcore punk than like the emo influenced like pop punk's other stuff. Yeah, you and, would uh, like you would like that whole album, Jake. Yeah, no, 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 that's one. Makes uh, good use of that violin too. I always like a sort of mixture of folk and punk stuff. So uh, yeah, this this song's a hundred percent like designed to appeal to me. Jared, <laughs> <laughs> it it takes such a weird vibe. Like it starts off really good, and then just like halfway through, it's like, all right, let's throw something different at you. And at first, it was like, well, okay, that works. But yeah, I, I could definitely see that being like a closing time. Like the first half is you scrambling to get everything closed up, ready to shop. And then you're like, hey, we're in the final stretch, guys. And it's just kind of a vibe as you're wiping everything else down, putting everything away. And your boss is like, hey, folks, you guys did good. All right, head on out 15 minutes early. I'll, cl I'll clock you out at nine. And you're like, sweet. And you get to head home, you know, all that other fun stuff. You got a, you got an extra burger on the way out to take home to your girl or something like that. Hell yeah. You had nicer bosses than I did. <laughs> I, I'm totally making up that second half. That never happens. All right, all right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, my bosses in the food industry sucked. But anyways. Uh, and most of them do, I think, right? Yeah. I didn't have good bosses until I started into, like, security work. So then I had good bosses. All of them before that was shysters. Anyways, um... <laughs> I love Sometimes that song. Sometimes you can go your entire life without having a good boss. That's true. <laughs> that is true. Sometimes you can be the not so good boss. <laughs> right. I've been there a couple times. I've been there a couple times. Um. Uh, 
I don't know. I just, I love that song so much. Uh, and I knew Jake would like it when I re-listened to that song. Cause again, these are songs like yellow card. I love this band. I love these songs. I have all this connection to this music, but it never comes up. I, I fixed that when preparing for this show, I have added so many of these songs to different playlists now. Um, <laughs> But watch, those will be the ones that you skip when you go through. Be like, yeah, I just heard that. I don't need to hear this. It's <laughs> God, I hope not. Um, <laughs> uh, but anyways, uh, yeah, it. Uh, <laughs> I really like that song. And this next song, now this is a very popular song. This has been everywhere. And before, you know, all of you hipsters, <laughs> you know, oh, uh, shut up. Um, I'm going to try real hard not to cry talking about this song. Okay. Um, this is a song that I and everyone else have heard a million times. Um, but I never heard it, uh, in a way that connected with me until about a year ago. Um, most of you guys know my youngest son and the troubles that we had with him. Um, and, uh, Ooh, fuck. Um, let it out, man. It was very know. hard not to break down and appear to be struggling and, and emotionally unstable, um, around my wife and, and my son, because that's not what they needed. Um, and don't get me wrong, before anyone like freaks out and think I like tried to do the emotionally unhealthy thing of handling it on my own, I had some awesome people who helped me through it and lots of late night talks and, and I work with therapists, so I had people to talk to. But when you are wondering if your son is gonna live um, and whether or not he's gonna be able to breathe when he enters the world, um it it's it's hard and you know i there were a lot of nights that i would just lie awake and one of those nights i couldn't sleep i watched like 18 episodes of bland boring tv shows that normally put me out and i still couldn't sleep so i tried to put in some headphones and listen to some music and um my son who you can actually probably hear in the background right now um, was fast asleep, and so was my wife. And I just was laying there holding him, and this song started playing. And, I mean, obviously I was in an emotionally vulnerable state and trying to process things, and, and all I could think as I'm listening to this is is I, I just wanted to hear him breathe. If I could hear him breathe, everything would be okay. And uh, that stuck in my head. And that is what I think of now every time I hear this song. Um, so this will, again, be one of those that will always mean something to me. And I don't care that they've had it on video games and billboards and commercials. And I, I don't care. This is one of those songs that will always mean something to me. Yeah, right, and so. Jake will not it's like as much as the punk. <laughs> <laughs> Well, only a monster would not rate it highly after that story. So let's give a listen to Breathing. 
song was definitely written about a girl yeah um but not 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 the way it hits when you're literally laying in the dark awake trying to figure out how not to fall to pieces yeah i i can imagine and thank you for sharing i mean i that's the thing that i love the most about the show even more so than to be able to have conversations with my friends and to have laughs and enjoyment. It's about the real emotional ties that we have with music and the stories behind stuff like that. And thank you for um, sharing that 
impactful oh, yeah. part of your life and the just the vulnerability that's incredible and i, I love that about you guys and it's thank you yeah no problem it's it's what i do it's it's part of why i want to be a creator why i do all of this like i've learned so much in my life and how to be open with the things that most people would keep inside um because my vulnerabilities and my fuck-ups and my insecurities aren't weaknesses they're humanity and I have learned through necessity to use my humanity and my past and my life and to build empathy and to build a worldview and a system that believes that everyone has value and purpose. And I've used that to become who I am now and, and literally how I do the things that I do and, and teach the things that I teach. Um, and it's, I mean, I don't know. I, it's hypocritical to me to believe the things that I say, I believe, and then not be willing to share these things with other people. Um, so I, I don't know, like I, my suffering and the things that I've done can't have been for nothing. So well, it just shows how, I mean, both of you guys, I mean, I, I know not obviously everything, but I know enough from what you've shared the stories about you had some not so great upbringings and some really tough times. And for you to be able to, you know, be the strong people that you are now, it's, it's super easy to get, to go through that kind of stuff and then get cynical and be just miserable bastards about everything and have just like this really horrendous outlook on life and about humanity. And um, for you guys to just uh, push past that and, and be who you are, it's not only remarkable, but also just like incredibly motivating for others that, you know, it, it doesn't have to be like that. Like, everybody had shit growing up like no one I, I don't know a single person i know that had just this stellar upbringing everyone has it to a certain degree but obviously some are worse than others and um and i'm sure it's even worse for you guys than the things that i know but just knowing who you are as as human beings and how giving you are uh, of your time and and of how humble and just phenomenal individuals you are it's just uh, i'm all, all of you i'm so honored to to know you and to to call you my friends and i'm, I'm getting emotional now too just thinking about it but it's it's so easy to to just kind of give up and the fact that you guys haven't is uh, thank you thank you i love you brother and i it's uh awesome that you can say that about me now because uh <laughs> as jake can attest i have been exactly what you just talked about i have been a cynical miserable asshole i have been a person who's given up i have been 
a person who tried to take their own life. I have been a person who has lashed out at everyone else uh, because I failed to not become the thing that I hated. I have been all of those things and it, life is a process. And just because someone sucks ass in one portion of their life doesn't mean that they, they can't become someone who's better later on. Um, and I have a lot of people who I love and owe a great deal and portion to because they were patient with me and taught me uh, a lot of things and a lot of lessons that I didn't really learn what they meant until I got a lot older. Yeah, that's well, that's part of what life is, is growing up and mm -hmm. becoming a better person, perseverance and just, you know, learning from your mistakes. You you obviously have to make make mistakes to learn from them. Some people yeah. don't ever do it and they just keep falling in that kind of cyclical trap. And then they just blame everybody else for their own shortcomings. And some people take that as a lesson learned and uh, just grow and adapt and evolve and just become better human beings. The the bright, brightest and shining, most shiny of humans. And that's you guys to T, all of you. And again, just thank you for being a part of this. Thank you for being real life friends. And uh, thank you for, for sharing all of this. It's uh, it's what makes this show great. And the reason that I do it. 100% brother. I Reality is, is key. Okay. We've had our... <laughs> Can I make a emotional now? moments? Can, can, can we get out of the fields, oh my please? Yeah, <laughs> come here to listen That's... to music and talk about alien pussy alien. And shit. All right, <laughs> we are Sex Bob Almond. We're here to make you get sad and think about death and stuff. Because <laughs> uh, I'm like, I'm listening to this. And I'm like, they're pouring their hearts out, and I'm just like, all right, like, I feel it. I'm there. I'm feeling it a hundred and ten percent, guys. <laughs> And I'm getting, I'm starting yeah, to get just, sad. Just, it's like there was a song called Kids, and I just heard tits at the end. That's yeah. what I want to think. <laughs> it's like I don't. We're all <laughs> we're all at different points in our life, sir. Well, I, like I'm there with you, but like I don't know. Like when I hang out with you guys, like it's the same thing with like the Evil Mark show. It's the Feathers and Friends. It's it's when we play, it, like when we play Targov. Like I I do that to like hang out with friends and to be there and stuff and. It, it it's it like don't get me wrong it's great to be in the fields it really is but when i'm with you guys like when i'm with eric or when i'm talking to you david or when i'm you know uh when i did the podcast with jake like it's this is my escape from like all the other dumb stuff that goes on in my life and i'm like oh that's great it's great i'm gonna live in the fields now for about 30 seconds and i'm gonna just sit there and enjoy it and you guys are like saying all this passionate, positive shit. And I'm like, I got to just like come out with a joke here in about 30 seconds. Otherwise, I'm going to start crying too. I'm going to hate life for about 15 minutes after the podcast because I'm going to contemplate my existence. And then I'm going to go back mm. to thinking about why the naked lady in Assassin's Creed Valhalla kicks my ass all the time. So, <laughs> yeah. Hey, don't let anybody tell you that. that... It's not okay to cry uh, or to show emotion. I mean, it, like you, you've got to really be in touch with yourself. You can't keep everything repressed. Like David was saying earlier, like if, mm -hmm. if you just keep everything bottled up, man, that's just like that's no, that's no way to live. Yeah, it's just you're gonna end up healthy lashing out on 
on other people. So uh, he, he, Helios knows when I cry. Like him and Blue, hundred percent know when I cry. Like there was a moment this last weekend where Jared was sad panda. Like it was just it was a moment of pure sad panda. And like I don't know what's gotten into Helios, but every time he sits on my shoulder now, he feels like he's got to give me at least fifteen kisses. Like it. <laughs> Well, it's weird because like he'll land on my shoulder and be like, hey, bud, what's up? And then he does his little kiss thing. But yeah, this weekend he fluttered over to my shoulder. He sat there and for a good 15, 20 minutes, Helios and, and Blue and I just kind of sat there, got it out. And whew, we shook out the tail feathers. We we fluttered out everything. <laughs> and we're back to normal. And we, if, damn it, we ate some some nuts and we're, we're right as rain, baby. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, pets are just incredible that, that they're so intuitive to I mean, anyone that doesn't think that they are like, you know, just bonded, like soul creatures to to humans, it's just like animals mean so much and they're so great. I mean, yeah, my pets for sure know when I've had a bad day and they're all always right there to give extra kisses and attention. It's just uh, we don't deserve animals (laughs) for sure. Okay, uh, are we ready to get into the ratings portion? There's no real good way to segue. <laughs> into right. That. As, as much as I love doing the rankings, I wish that it went straight. You had to go straight from that to Espos Aerosmith. Right. <laughs> that would be funny as hell. God. <laughs> Oh, wow. And that wouldn't be now for something completely different. It's like now for some completely bullshit. Like, uh, <laughs> we don't uh, know what to do here. We're just making it up as we go. Hey, Correct. that's that's life in general, isn't it? Like, <laughs> Yeah. Yes. You, you kind of have a little bit of an outline where you want things to, to start and finish, but where it ends up in the middle, how that chapter gets written. <laughs> all right so i I, ha- I have an idea on how we're gonna do this okay <laughs> okay because it, it always seems to be a weird thing so eric is on my top left jake is top right i am third and then david is fourth so if we're gonna just do this let's start with with the yeah yeah yes eric and jake were it was their album so let's start with you two just eric jake jared david there we go we, we know the order it's not gonna be odd and awkward let's kick it off with the yeah 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 shall we Wow, look at Jared taking charge. I just right, I know um... how weird and awkward it gets because you you're like I can see you searching like who's next and f- fuck it we're gonna voluntold <laughs> voluntold everybody to do what they do. No, all right. <laughs> Jared didn't like being in the field so much. He's like, I need to escape the situation as soon as possible. Let's regiment the hell out of this thing and go. <laughs> my, sad, uh... my sad boner can only go last for so long. All right, folks. <laughs> Uh, despite the fact that it was the song that I selected, uh, I am in agreement with everybody. Soft Shock, as much as I like it, the status quo comment, everything needs to be slotted in somewhere. I'm actually going with my own selection of Soft Shock as number six. I also have Soft Shock as number six. Uh, you know, like I said, it's uh, I feel like it doesn't play to their strength. It's a song that I feel like other bands could do better, which I, I couldn't say for uh, the rest of the songs we have. I'm actually going to go against the grain here. Art Star. I just, it, it was very abrupt. It was very, very different than everything else. And 
as much as I love me a good old rar every once in a while, uh, it just it didn't it didn't fit the theme very well. It felt it felt like I get where they were probably going with the like the the art thing, uh, but it just it doesn't it doesn't vibe. Huh. Well, I also went with Soft Shock uh, as number six. So what you're saying is I was I'm the turn I'm the turn the punch bill. All right. I got you. <laughs> you are the heel, yes. Yes. <laughs> uh, for number five, I went with Goldline. I love, love, love that song, but it was one that uh, Jake and I agreed. Like, it is definitely the most popular of the ones that we selected. So, you know, I, I tend to kind of uh, take points off for that, like the super, super popular ones. Again, cliche, got to slot in somewhere. As much as I love Goldline, not as much as the other ones. So, uh, I actually have my choice of art star at number five. Uh, I, I do really enjoy it, obviously, but uh, again, I mostly chose it because it was so important, like to me becoming a fan of the band, uh, as opposed to it being like one of my like favorite songs, having you know listened to everything. Mm-hmm. I. I was gonna have this one a little bit higher, but then apparently this was a callback to eating booty back in the day, and, and I, I, I feel that uh, eating booty, I've, I've, I, I may have dabbled, I may have dabbled, and it, uh, it was, it was not, it was not in the realm of things Jared likes. So I gotta go with Black Tongue. Hey, uh, well, Alien? Uh... No, no, she, uh, she was kind enough to, she was, she was a very nice lady who, who, uh, who treated me very well and. She she asked Jared to experiment on something she had never done before, and I said, "Sure, go take a shower, come back in fifteen, and we'll talk. We'll talk then." And she did. Xenomorph so. is what you're saying. It was no. It was a xenomorph. No, she she was a very lovely young lady. Not twelve young mouths. No. <laughs> okay. No. She. Uh, <laughs> I, I will never tell, like, I know where you guys are going with this, and you're trying to make a joke of it, but, like, I genuinely really like this girl, and, like, I may <laughs> still have a hardcore crush on her, so, you know, we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna let that slide. I, I can't, I can't make fun of her as much as I want to. But if you know that you, if you get back with her, she's gonna want that booty eight, so. <laughs> I, I do it for, 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 uh, for Lala, 100%, I'd give it to Lala. If that's what, if that's what it took, uh, fucking, all right, cool, I'm gonna have a black tongue. way to turn it yeah she broke my heart so you're at number five lala there you go uh i also have black tongue as number five uh for none of the reasons jared listed (laughs) Uh, well i uh, hope so yeah um it just uh it felt very reminiscent of other songs in the genre um like it's good don't get me wrong i i enjoyed it but it just didn't stand out as something different enough to me and we saw such an example of them being different from their peers in the other songs that it bumped it down a little bit for me it originally was number three for me and then just as we continue to listen it just kind of kept getting bumped down yeah i went with uh jake's selection of art star at four it's a good song it's not one that i had personally on my list but i mean i, I think 
especially his selection of that and what I was saying at the top of the show when we played it, I think it's at at the same time, it's both a great representation of who they are and also just like a complete departure from who they became. I think it's it works at the same time as contradictory as that sounds. Like I I thought it was phenomenal to lead off because just like the look on Jared's face of like, what are we in for? <laughs> like with this song and David's as well. Like, I mean, I, I think it's obviously not something that you guys expected. And then like the rest of the songs that we kind of um, put on the playlist, I think that Jake and I did a really good job at selecting the songs, especially in the order that they were. But yeah, it's uh, an important song and one that I got at number four. Uh, I have Gold Lion at number four uh, for m- most of the reasons that uh, Eric had it for his last choice. And uh, yeah, it, it also feels it feels dated a little bit in a way that the other songs don't. I, I think specifically like that, uh, like very twinkly, like synth, like in the uh, bridge is, is very reminiscent of like Linkin Park and stuff like that from around that time. We're like doing, you, doing like this exact same thing. Oh, which does uh, I, I still really I, I I love the song, but uh, it does make it feel a little bit more of its time than the other stuff. Apparently, took the words right out of David's mouth. <laughs> Not quite. Uh, it, I didn't draw that conclusion myself, but the minute he said it, I went, "Oh, you know what? That makes sense, and that explains why I rated it where I did." I have, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I went with Y control for for my next pick. Um, it like I like the song. Don't get me wrong. Like I've I've liked the va- I've liked basically all of them except for Art Star. And I mean I listened to them, but just Y control. I I feel like that's too almost too meta with everything. But like, when you're reminded that it's pussy control. <laughs> That makes you rate it number one, right? No. Okay. Well, to, to be fair, it's actually the opposite because it's, it's yeah, the it's Y chromosome. Y control, so right. this this song would actually be dick control. I, I mean, a response to pussy control. I mean, when, when dad's in the band watching over you and your boy, you and your girlfriend, it kind of makes things hard to, you know. So that's why you gotta control it. <laughs> I have no retort. <laughs> it's okay, Jared. I also went with Y Control as number four. Um, it's a good song. Um, uh, and not to be an Eric, but you got to put stuff somewhere. And I have nothing negative to say about this song uh, at all. I I like it. it. It even got added to a playlist while we were listening to it. So nice. Yeah. For number three, I went with uh, Under the Earth. I think uh, definitely listening more to Mosquito, trying to come up with songs for the playlist. I have more of an appreciation for it than I certainly did before. And then listening to it again, especially with how starkly it contrasts with like, it's definitely a yeah, yeah, yeah song. You can definitely hear Karen O. um, And like, the musicality behind it like i would say that's a thousand percent yeah yeah, yes but everything else that kind of goes with it is like this is different this isn't 
status quo stuff. And I, I dig that. I like that they went in a different direction and I like like the experimental nature of it. And so uh, it's going to get more heavy rotation for me. Uh, I have Y control at number three. Uh, and I mean, like the, 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 the top three, like both before the episode and then throughout the episode, I I've moved around. A lot. The, the, like all of these have been number one at some yeah. <laughs> of my list. But uh, yeah, upon listening to them this time for the episode, it, it didn't hit quite as hard as the other two for me. But uh, it, it is a, a goddamn great song. I, I feel you with Soft Shock. Like that's that's kind of that quintessential pop kind of poppy synthy that like it was it was it was it was a smooth transition into kind of what we were getting ourselves into. And I think that's why I liked it as my next little writing. So I gotta, I gotta give that a, a nice little shout out. Um, I went with under the earth as number three. Um, but just like Jake said, all of my top three have changed, um, as we were going through this and as I'm like reevaluating them and, and listening to them. Uh, and I, I think, that the lyrics weren't as strong i don't think in that song as some of the Mm -hmm. others like they're still good don't get me wrong um and and maybe it's just because it was my first ever time listening to it um if i listen to all these songs again tomorrow my rating might change uh admittedly um but it's it's good it's so good it again it got added to a playlist as well um all the top four in this, I, I have now added the playlist um, nice. and liked on Spotify for listening later. Um, I really enjoyed it. Um, I think I was just still stuck on the other two songs uh, enough to to not like rate this higher. I still, even thinking about it now, I'm like, man, do I really want this as number three? <laughs> <laughs> it's such a good song. I really did enjoy it a lot. That's a fair assessment. That's another great thing about uh, aside from all the other stuff that we talked about earlier about the reasons that I love doing this show is also about uh, introducing people to new artists and new music that they maybe hadn't ever heard before. And so that, that's great. I love hearing stuff like that. You know, like Jared last time that he, he added a bunch of stuff to playlists and, you know, now David, you're adding yeah, yeah, yeah stuff to playlists. That's incredible. And hopefully that leads to more exploration uh, for everybody else too. For my number two, uh, I knew that, um, like I said multiple times over the course of the episode, Fever to Tell was the first album I heard, first album I fell in love with, and it's still my favorite. Just love all the songs on there. So definitely the top two are going to be songs from that album. I went with Y Control as my number two. Uh, Everything that you guys have said about it is all spot on. Lyrically, it's not incredibly strong, especially in relation to some of their other stuff. But it just, I I just, that's one of those things that I have a really good nostalgic uh, memory for. I just like, it it puts me back on Wes's couch, you know, playing, I don't even remember, Resident Evil 4, I think probably is what it was when we were listening to that. And yeah, just so, so good. So yeah, by control. If you want to feel nostalgic, Resident Evil 4 has got a remake coming out and it looks beautiful. And I know I have heard. I know I've stayed away from all of the Resident Evil remakes, though. Well, like the first they're one, they're supposedly had... really good. Yeah, I know. Well, because I know you and I share Steam libraries, 
uh, I'm probably going to get it. So if you want to, it'll be in the Steam library and you can download it. I'm pretty sure you could play it. So there you go, my well, man. Thanks. I've got <laughs> such a backlog of shit. And honestly, like something happened where like, I don't even know, like all that stuff just kind of vanished. I don't okay. even know how to get into it. I, I haven't even tried to get into Steam for like months now. So. Well, dude, you just tell me. Just tell me and I can get you back into it. It'll take like five minutes, man. Eh. He's too busy playing COD. Yeah, I know. Yeah. That's why he was late to start the podcast, I saw. This fucking guy. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm the worst. What's your number two, Jake? Uh, I ended up with Black Tongue as my number two. Uh, it, it, it is just such a fucking great song. I, I love the, like, caveman drum beat that it has, like, throughout it. It's just, like, so evocative and catchy. And uh, just, like, it, it just being, like, two shitheads, like... <laughs> just not knowing any better and just getting into trouble is a uh, something i always really appreciated that song it's just a, a damn near perfect song I, I, I again like initially this was my number one and uh e even now i'm second guessing if this should be number one <laughs> i feel yeah i'm i'm fighting i'm i'm looking at the two left and i'm like i i i should know who what i want but i i don't know so I'm just gonna go with my gut instinct, and I gotta go with "Under Earth" as my number two. Uh, it it was a good song. It was a great way to end it. Uh, the transition that Eric had was nice and smooth. It was beautiful. It was gorgeous, and uh, I just can't stop thinking about something else, you know. So I went with "Gold Lion." I love that song. That was awesome. That was dope. Um, and again, I'm a huge fan of Lincoln Park, so. <laughs> <laughs> makes sense but uh yeah i th i thought that that song was dope i loved what they did with it um i i think it it worked really well for me like it was definitely uh my style uh i liked the the sort of blending that they did there uh it was it was fun and it was good and you know it's it like don't get me wrong it wasn't like lyrically genius or anything but it was good and I don't know. I think it was an all-around solid song. Agreed. Uh, Black Tongue, number one. Um, from Fever to Tell, just I, like I said, I think this probably was the first song that I even noticed or remembered being played. And so it just has a special place in my heart. And it's just a bunch of uh, uh, no good dicks and stupid bitches being <laughs> eating ass. And... <laughs> <laughs> Doing dumb shit, you know? So um... Young, dumb, and full of what? <laughs> exactly. So Black Tongue is one number oh, one. So that's, that's where we draw the line at swearing. We'll say a bunch of other stuff, but we won't say that. You can say whatever you want. Okay. Okay. All right. Just, just check uh, it. It was, it was calm, by the way, for uh, the audience. <laughs> I'll see if I can get David to say it. Why? <laughs> I don't because well, it's like when I played Cards Against Humanity with my mom. I just wanted to hear her say the most fucked up shit ever, and it was oh, hilarious. You think I won't say it? Yeah. Like, I will. I just don't randomly throw out 
anything like that. I mean, you, 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 what? You, no, no. All right, we we won't go down that path. Yeah, like th- yeah, there's just yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> cards I don't go around humanity. town or or trailer parks throwing out gum. Well, first off, first like off, literally all, throwing it out. <laughs> we all know I'm trailer fucking trash. All right, we all know that. I, was I am just, too. I was just gonna say you got two kids though, David. So I mean, you gotta throw it somewhere, you know. Test tubes exist. It's fine. <sighs> See, that's why. That's why I was like, he's gonna, he's gonna get me. He's just gonna get me. Like until you've like played that game and heard your aunt use bukkake, like he, there's just yeah. like we, we can't uh... play that game with family anymore. It's just like no, like well, even well... we even find a way to make apples, apples to apples, like to risque. Just like we just have to avoid these types of games <laughs> i mean of course it's, it's all fun until your mom's super wine drunk and she's saying phrases that you never thought your mom would say so <laughs> i feel you see that's not an issue the, the issue is when you have to be the one to explain to yep. your entire gathered family mm. what a bukkake is and <laughs> clearly the only person in the room who knows what it is <laughs> and then <laughs> They ask you why you know. <laughs> yeah. Spend five minutes just, on the internet, mom. They they purse their <laughs> lips and shake their head. They just give that those judgmental looks, just like, of course it would be him that knows. I always told I always told you we need to, we need to stay away from this one. That boy ain't right, Bobby. <laughs> that boy ain't right. <laughs> well, speaking of not right, I had to go with gold buying. I just I I don't feel right about my pick, but I like I have to pick it because it spurred on that great conversation about uh, extraterrestrials. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, that's 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 where we're at today. Mm-hmm. We sure are. I love how David just gave me the look of judgment. I've been doing that the whole podcast. What's your point? <laughs> well, you, you pulled the microphone. The, oh, that's right. The audience. Eric doesn't let me do video. You pulled the microphone cluster. It's like, ooh, he's about to say something real good. No, I was getting ready to cough. <laughs> so I muted my microphone. <laughs> um, I went with Art Star as number one. That song was bitching. Uh, that, was, <laughs> that was dope. I loved that. That was fucking unexpected and crazy and hardcore, and I loved it. I especially love also when we can get such contrasting, like your number one with Jared's number six. I right. love it when that happens. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's not even an ironic number one, like when Jared picked that hockey song. <laughs> <laughs> It, in in my defense, it was so bad it was good. No, it was, oh my god, it was still pretty bad. Oh, oh so bad, so bad. But you, you watch something, you're like, "There's no way that they made this on purpose." And they're like, "No, yep, they did. Hundred percent made it on purpose." They're like, "All right, I'm gonna give you two thumbs up, five stars for that one, bud." <laughs> I'm waiting for the day a listener knows exactly who I am based off of a couple phrases I say in all these podcasts and we get an email about it. Like, I'm just, I'm waiting for the day where someone's like, Jared, do you work for so-and-so? Shit. I've been found out. <laughs> I fucking talked to enough people that I would not be surprised 
you know, if if uh, if someone's just like randomly listening to podcasts, like the Evil Mark show is a big enough show. File Entertainment is a big enough show where I'm just like, I'm waiting, man. I'm just fucking waiting to someone's like, I know that motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> I hung up on that asshole once. <laughs> the correct response. <laughs> <laughs> all right uh so yellow card i guess jared should we keep the same sure okay um my number six uh this was it, it was incredibly difficult I, I all these were good um but i think the the most the biggest departure from what we were presented with as this being a band was two weeks to 20 for me uh really good song really good message behind the song just kind of like such a departure in in musicality so cliche again gotta go somewhere <laughs> uh i went with lesson learned for my number six uh it is uh again it is like that uh Especially in the vocals that like emo influenced like brand of pop punk that uh, uh j- just really isn't generally my thing. I- I'm usually a fan of military songs. I really am, but uh, two weeks from twenty uh, kind of hits just a little differently when you've had a had a couple of your friends uh, who who may not who may not be the same. I mean, I haven't had anyone. Well, I've had a, a few a, a friend pass, but. It uh, it hits a little differently when you you know the exact meaning and you've seen it one too many times overseas. So, right. I mean, it's it it hits it like don't get me wrong like this this is an excellent song it is great but mm-hmm. uh, yeah just like Lala it's you know you, you broke my heart a bit so that's that's fair. Um, I went with lesson learned. Um, I mean, there's not a huge deep emotional connection. It's a great song. It's fun, but uh there are definitely songs I love more on this list. That's why I went with Lesson Learned as my number 5. Uh, it was a really good song. Like when you brought up like that was kind of like your quote unquote riding out song, like we I definitely had one of those in mine and my buddy uh Anthony Rodriguez called him Rod. Um he our song was uh peter murphy's cut you up mm-hmm. i don't know if you guys are familiar with that fucking yep. phenomenal song and that was just was like we're hitting the road we're like fresh off the base we're gonna throw that song on and just drive as fast as we possibly can to get the fuck away from from the military for one day you know till tomorrow and then do it all right back over again <laughs> yeah uh, I have my only one at number five. Uh, again, without you know the uh, you know, per- personal connection, you know personally, uh, it's not nearly as a uh, you know effective. And uh, it is again, it's that uh like two thousands era pop punk that uh, I I don't like as much. That's fair. I- What's a bitch? <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I, I feel like that's how lesson learned is with me. Like together, it's meh, but separate. Like if you would have just said the first half of the song is is just the song, and the second half is 
the secondary song. Like it would, it, it sounds great, but it's that abrupt departure that kind of gets me. It is a good song though. And I like the meaning behind it. Damn it. Which is how a lot of these songs are placed, David, because of you. Uh, so there you go. <laughs> Uh, my number five is Kids. Um, again, really good song, really fun, great workout, great memories with it. Um, but when you look at everything else with this band, I I couldn't not put the rest up higher. It's, I I can't not. Um, so I have nothing bad to say about the song. Again, I enjoy it a lot, but sometimes songs are more than just enjoyment. Tits. <laughs> I went with kids as my number four because it was like it had a personal connection to you, but not nearly the ones uh like that we see in the top three, which uh really kind of swayed my vote heavily. I mean, uh, the the songs are phenomenal. Like all six of them that you selected for us are just terrific. I, I enjoyed all of them, but um the top three uh are slotted where they are because of the stories behind them so that's fair uh i went with a wall for my number four uh it is uh like the 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 first one of these like like see myself uh like putting on a playlist and uh listening to like separately Mm. Uh, but uh of those it's the one that's uh least likely to be there I uh, I actually went with kids. Um, it wasn't bad, but it wasn't like astonishing. It, it it felt like one of those songs I could probably put on in the background, and I, I I could listen straight through while I was working with it. So, you know, that you got, we we all have our cliche. It's got to go somewhere, and I boop kids goes right there. So, all right. Uh my number four is two weeks from twenty. Because it is probably the song that would be number one if it weren't for everything else with this band. Um, I love that song. It's it's nothing like anything else they do. Well, I should say it's nothing like their other stuff that I showed you. Mm-hmm. That whole album is kind of that way. <laughs> um, and they have other songs like that, which is another cool thing that I I like that there's so many different styles over the time that that they've been doing music uh that i think is really impressive uh and hopefully in the future you guys get to experience more of the different styles but i and then of course it's telling a story and i'm a sucker for a good story in a song except for hockey right (laughs) well it has to be a good story jared oh wow Oh my I'm god! Not gonna argue that at all. Like there, there's no debate on that, sir. So, uh, okay. So what? We're on three. Uh, I went with uh, a wall at three. I mean, just the again, uh, these get slotted in because of the the stories behind it. Um, I'm really thankful that uh, that dark of a time turned out to have a silver lining. Um, I'm glad that that was the song that kind of kept you awake <laughs> through that trip um, to become the person that you are today. And so, hey, Walt, well, three. Well, I try to be objective and not let the story influence my choices. 
which is why breathing is number three for me. Uh, but I, I do think at the like just musically, I, I do think it's like the the integration of the violin does elevate so it over good. a lot of other like uh, songs of that genre and made me like it a lot more than I was uh, expecting. Yeah, the violin is awesome. I uh, I went a wall. It's it, like just copy paste what Eric said. <laughs> I like it. I, I like I don't know like without if you just were like Jared listen to these fucking songs I would probably rate them very very differently that's fair but god damn it David get out of my feels <laughs> right man like I live there everyone probably knows what the next two songs are for me and probably mm-hmm. a lot of us so and me yeah like fucking just get out of my feels David yeah <laughs> listen and this is not the only band. Like you want to, you want to keep this going. Let's let's start talking about some Demon Hunter. All right. <laughs> um, they have. I'll make song. heavy metal sad. You're welcome. Anyways, um, uh, a wall is also number three for me. Copy paste what Eric said. I take it. Um, <laughs> no, I already, <laughs> I already shared my um story and everything about this uh, the thing with AWOL is you know it's a great song um, I don't regret that those things happen to me anymore um, and I've let go of a lot of my sense of vengeance that I had as a young man um, and uh, the other two mean a lot more to me than than this but it also still like I can't hear it without it hitting you know so, sure. uh, I was really torn between my number two and number one because they're both incredibly impactful stories. So my reasoning kind of went behind it that there, without Lisa, there would be no Emrys. So I actually went with breathing at number two, and only one at number one because, you know, right. It's had you not kind of sucked it up to continue that relationship you wouldn't be in a position where you had your second child and um yeah just uh very deep meaningful uh, stories uh, ascribed to two incredible songs that um again i just uh, thank you so much for sharing not only the music but the stories behind them and they were phenomenal so breathing it too uh I have two weeks to 20 as my number two. Uh, it was just such a unexpected song after those first couple, like musically and just uh, done so well. And it's like the exact sort of like anti-war song that, that, that I like, which is sort of looking at it from like the, the systemic problem uh, and, you know, focusing on humanizing the soldiers. Right. Oh, I thought we were giving our two and one because that's what Eric did. Yeah. Well, just uh, because I, I my my reasonings were so closely oh. tied together, so I, I felt like I had to explain, you know, both. Like if so, I, I guess we're not getting Jake's happy meal. Then all right, gotcha. <laughs> I uh, I went with breathing, just because like it it was it, it was it was strange because with breathing, like you you had that story where like you just want to hear them breathe. And it really, really got me fucking thinking, like, 
I I remember, like, all right, fine, fuck it, I'm gonna get into the feels. I remember an ex of mine that like, it was just so comforting to hear her exist in the same room with me. Like my buddies would tell me that I was so, I was such a different person with her. Like I was. I was so full of life and energy. And then like when she left, it was, it was like, it, I became one of the most toxic individuals after she left because we decided to stay friends afterwards, which was not ever a good idea at all ever. Uh, but like, it was just always kind of interesting. Cause when you would, you know, David, when you were talking about like, you just wanted to hear your kid breathe. I'm just like, I, I wish I could hear her breathe again. Like, I just wish I could hear her again because I, at this point in my life had never, had a woman fall for me this hard and I've never fallen for a woman that hard. And like, I'm like, God, if I could just like, like I remember the nights where she would spend the night all the time. And like, she was the one that would spend the night all the time with me. And I would wake up before I would go to bed after her, you know, and I just, I could hear her breathing and it fucking, yeah. And and then of course, like I just had to get broken. I just had to break up with my girlfriend and I just had to be a little, just like sad Panda I'm like, fuck it, breathing. God damn it, I don't want to fucking cry here. Somebody talk <laughs> next. Jesus, this is not good for me. My, don't do this. <laughs> m- my number two is only one, obviously. I love my wife very, very much. I'm very glad that, you know, things happen the way that they did, and, and I will never um, be, be sad th- about that. Um, I love that song. Um but there's also, I think, uh, I have a lot of other songs uh, and things that evoke a lot of emotions about my wife and, and things that um, I, I don't really have with the situation with my son. So um, obviously breathing is my number one, not to cut the line and, and pull an Eric, but oh, sure. um <laughs> when you're I'm a person who's trained to fight my entire life. I am a person who has studied ways to protect and save and stop bad things from happening to people. Um, and that's what I've made my life. And you will never know a level of fear like not being able to protect your son and not being able to determine what's going to happen. And that feeling of helplessness as you just have to wait and see if he gets to live and it's not, and you get angry and it's not fair. And then when everything is fine, you are happy and ecstatic and guilty because every, you see everyone else around you who doesn't necessarily get to be that lucky. And I can't ever not be grateful and profoundly aware of the blessing and fortune that I have. The, the first thing that I learned when I got out of the military and I first sought help for all the shit that happened, that was the very first lesson of humility that I learned is that, you know, it was, you run towards the danger 
bombs are going off, shit's popping off. You're the first one in your truck. You're driving down the road. They're like, hey, you got to go sweep Sector X. Bitch, I'm in an unarmored vehicle, and they're firing rockets here at me. And we got the people in the towers. They're like, hey, you're flying, your guys are flying at 75 miles an hour down this road, clearing it. We're picking up people on the side of the road. And like, okay, you get in that, up, that unarmored truck and see what happens. See that you want to go 35, be a slow-moving target. And they are accurate as fuck fuck with rockets and that was one of five deployments i had and then you come back home and you're sad panda you don't know what's wrong with you you're sick you're feeling the same thing david's feeling where you're just like i don't know what the fuck's gonna happen and you can't defend yourself dude that like that pain talk to somebody i i wish i knew you man i wish i knew you back then so we could helplessness, we could talk. Of, yeah. especially like David was saying, just to, like to be trained for all these different circumstances and to have the answers and to know what to do, but to be in a place in a, in a situation like that where you can't do anything, where you just you have no chance and no choice but just to wait and to leave other things in, in other people's hands, like you can't take responsibility. And like it, it's just it's such an awful feeling and I, I don't wish that upon anyone and I, I'm just so thankful that everything did work out positively and and that we can can talk about it like this now and wow it's whew. can we just get a big group hug now please <laughs> <laughs> yeah this episode no. has been like heavier than I anticipated but it's also it's good to talk about I because... I did warn you I did warn you <laughs> Mental I just I I said is this a you told me last time for on the life is unfair recording you said it's a band that uh that you have a lot of emotions about like you, you said like that it was for good and bad like you, I had no idea it was going to be to this extent that there was going to be like so, like these profound life uh impacting moments that all kind of are like filtered around the discography of yellow car <laughs> like, right <laughs> neither did i i mean like life just happens that way brother <laughs> well i do want to get jake's reasoning for why Same. his number one is his number one. Oh, i have kids at number one uh because it's a the fucking thrashy hardcore punk and uh yeah that, that i never get tired of that i could listen to just nothing but that <laughs> on end for a very long time and not get tired of it especially because at the end they just yell out tits for some reason it's yeah just, oh, right it's tits <laughs> <laughs> okay so are you guys ratings in the bag all the feels put behind us are you ready for some absolute bullshit or david yes Gellin? but i have one thing how's my list now mark <laughs> yeah try to tell him that he's wrong and that ocean avenue should have been on there now after those stories mark listen i do agree with mark ocean avenue is a great song but <laughs> it just i didn't hear it until like two years ago and there wasn't any connection to it so eh. yeah no fair enough absolutely okay so are you guys ready for is it aerosmith <laughs> My finger was getting tired. I, I was ready for you to pop the intro, then you didn't. And I was just sitting there. And I was like, I'm just, it's going to drop. I'm waiting for the pause. I felt the pause and I played it. So I'm sorry, Eric. Uh, no, that's fine. That is fine. Okay. I'm the worst so, producer. For those not in the know, is it Aerosmith? 
is four snippets of songs, at least one of which will be Aerosmith. Could be more, but it will be at least one. You guys have to tell me which one or which ones you believe are Aerosmith. And if you know that it's not Aerosmith and you do know you recognize the song and or artist, you can get bonus points if you know who those are. So are you guys ready? Yes. Okay. Thought I saw you on we shame. Thought I saw you on we shame. You tell me all those kind words I need to hear. You whisper sweetest things right in my ear. Lately, I heard it change the clouds to sky. Some clarity and confidence in the things you do. It must lead up to something. I was going to call and make amends. Careful not to make a scene. Feet are covered in snakeskin. Uh, I'm going to go AI generated. Like I'm gonna, I'm gonna think that that's the AI. I don't. It's not. It's definitely not Aerosmith, but that is. I, I feel like that is just too weird to be not AI generated. See, I, I was torn between that's either Aerosmith or AI generated for the two things I was thinking. <laughs> I, I'll, I'll go Aerosmith. It's not Aerosmith. I think. It, is it is it AI generated, Eric? This is this is yours if it is. I I can't tell you until the end. I don't want to tip my hand to anything. It could be very well be Aerosmith. I'm not going to say anything. There is a long hair that doesn't like the short hair for being such a rich one that will not help the poor one. Different strokes for different folks, and so on. And Scooby Dooby Dooby, ooh, Shasha. We gotta live together. There is a yellow one that won't accept the black one. That won't accept the red one. That won't accept the white one. Dude, where the fuck are you pulling these from? <laughs> I I definitely have heard that song. I'm pretty sure it's not Aerosmith, but I don't know who it is. That's that's not Aerosmith. I, I'm with Jake on that one. Okay. I'm gonna guess it's not Aerosmith, but only because I have never heard whatever the fuck that was. <laughs> Scooby Dooby, who's the, what? Yeah, you got it. Okay, in the middle of, with a spittle of, A2, like birds of a feather, when another day love another way, push, shove, make love play, never, 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 ever, never, ever, never, ever, na, 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 na. Can you re repeat that? Like, <laughs> I couldn't even follow really? that. Okay. You can't say, but I felt like I was having a stroke when you were reading that. <laughs> Maybe I was having a stroke. I Can I have that in a sentence, please? <laughs> okay. In the middle of, with a spittle of, A2, like birds of a feather, when another day love another way, push, shove, make love play, never, 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 ever, never, ever, never, ever, Na 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 na. <laughs> this is, I I feel like he's fucking with us here, guys. With a second AI generation. <laughs> I'm gonna go no, AI generated. I like I I almost have to feel like I have to say that because I want <laughs> the extra. I feel points. like I've heard this before, but I don't know where. Maybe in a fever dream. <laughs> I mean, it would have to be Jake. What do you think? Yeah, I, I'm gonna say not Aerosmith. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Jared on this. I'm gonna say this one is AI generated. Okay, 
David? I'm going to go with not Aerosmith and not AI-generated. I think this is some form of crazy. I do not share a brain with an AI. God damn it. I definitely heard something similar to this once. <laughs> okay. All right. Here's the last one. Hail Mary, Jesus and Joseph, the great American flag is wrapped in drag with a... With I'm sorry. I'll start over. Hail Mary, Jesus and Joseph, the great American flag is wrapped in drag with explosives, compulsive disorder, sons and daughters, barricaded blocks and borders. Look what you taught us. It's murder on my street, your street, back streets, Wall Street, corporate offices, banks, employees and bosses with homicidal thoughts. I know what that one is. And that, I hate that I know it. That is Aerosmith. I don't know what song it is, but I know that's Aerosmith. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'll I'll also say Aerosmith. That that feels like Steven Tyler trying to be profound. That is not <laughs> Aerosmith. That is Kendrick Lamar Triple X. Okay. Let's see. Thought I knew you on We Shame. That one. That is AI generated. These that's from these lyrics do not exist. With nice. The theme ennui with the genre rock mood. Very sad. So Jared, you get double points because you knew that that was uh, AI generated. So two points. David, you knew that it was not Aerosmith. So you get a point. I'm sorry, Jake. You said it was Aerosmith. So you get nothing. So uh, the long hair that doesn't like the short hair and the yellow and black and red and blah blah blah. Uh, you guys all said no, that was not Aerosmith. That is correct. Most points I've so, ever scored. <laughs> so, Jared now is at three. Jake, you're at one. David, you're at two. That was Sly and the Family Stone. Song is Everyday People. Then, the next one was the one where everyone thought they were having a stroke and or a fever dream. <laughs> You all said no. Jared even doubled down saying it was AI generated. Jake kind of followed along suit. That sadly was Aerosmith. The song was The Hand That Feeds from the album Draw the Line. <laughs> oh my uh, God. Yeah. <laughs> and the last one Hail Mary, Jesus, Jesus, and Joseph. Jared and Jake both said yes to it, that it was Aerosmith. David said, Au contraire. That is actually Kendrick Lamar, Triple X. So he gets three points because he knew that it wasn't Aerosmith. He knew the artist and he knew the name of the song. So uh, David has five points and he wins. Jared has three. Jake finishes with one. David is the champion of this round. Of Hell yeah, interest. TikTok. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, that's how you knew that? Yeah. I don't <laughs> think I'd be that proud of that statement, David. Listen, you're the Aerosmith expert. Congratulations. Right. <laughs> Listen, I don't win anything either way. I'm either a loser or I know the most about Aerosmith. Great. Which makes you a loser, I think. <laughs> you, you'd think like I'd know a little bit more with how many times I've been here, but no. I don't prep, I don't prepare, I don't pay attention. It'll it'll be a yeah, I'll Dude, I this is this this is the first time I've scored three points, right, Eric? I think you scored three points before. I think that, yeah, I think this matches your total because I think you've had one where you perfectly guessed the AI generator before and got double points. Oh, that's and right. I got one. I think so. Yeah, I think you've gotten God, three that's before. So sad. 
I, I think you've gotten really good at picking out the AI generated ones. I feel yeah. like you get those a lot. Yeah. Well, so for the next one, just to tip my hand a little bit for the the final episode, the well, the final alphabetical episode, one of which uh, Jared and Mark are joining as guests. Instead of four, is it Aerosmith snippets? We've got eight. We're doubling up for the grand finale. Yeah, we can't. No, so. we can't do that, with Mark. <laughs> We're gonna be here all night. <laughs> we're gonna be here all we've been night. here all night already yeah but no see like we're this is like three and a half hours in okay like you guys are cool but mark and his trippy no that's gonna be you guys no. are both selecting zach wild so like, i just they... realized that i have never listened to an Air, is it aerosmith section with mark yeah go back and check out the is it aerosmith sections with mark they're, they're like you thought his music selection was trippy um yeah <laughs> I, for clarification, Mark, I never said that. <laughs> yeah, what? that was Jared. Oh, I tell this shit. I tell him this shit to his face. I tell it to him all he the does. time. Oh, don't worry. I will also, <laughs> I've never met this man. I'll also tell him all the shit to his face. But oh, I just want to clear when I am talking shit to him versus when I'm not. When we're all on the call together for the tournament bracket, that's going to be a hell of a lot of fun. Hopefully we can get Gaio involved. And uh, I've asked Dylan and I've asked Erica. I know Erica's super busy with uh, record store stuff, so Mm. I don't know that she's going to be able to come. But uh, uh, I miss Dylan. That'd be cool. Yeah, it it would be nice to to have everybody on there. But um, I will kill you, Erica, to bring her on the show. Just 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 like for the show. That came off weird, didn't For it? For legal reasons, that's a joke. <laughs> that is a joke. It's a hundred percent joke. I just want everybody to be here. I want to be one big happy family on like a sixteen-person Zoom call. All right. That would be actually really cool. Plus, yeah. I would love to meet these people because I've heard their voices a lot, and so it would be dope to actually like get to meet them and interact so, with them. Yeah. Especially Mark, because like we're so often like randomly not in contention but in contention and i <laughs> i want to meet this person who argues with me almost as much as jake yeah, I, mean, <laughs> I, I do i do feel a weird thing with mark where we have almost the same taste in things to the but but like the, the that tiny distinction between them makes me much more judgmental of his choices because it's so close (laughs) (laughs) it's incredible the thing yeah it's gonna be a hell of a lot of fun he turns off his camera though like he'll be on camera for like five minutes and then like as soon as i hit record he shuts off the webcam and Uh, yeah so it's it's weird we'll we'll ask him to keep it on because we're we're gonna want to see his face as we uh make some polarizing statements about his selections but yes yes all of that was jokes i just want everybody to be on and i want to see everyone's lovely beautiful faces to hang out with us absolutely yeah so that is going to be coming after the uh z episode um yeah the march madness special where the the 56 team artists bracket where we're going to whittle it down to the file under entertainment music champion it's going to be uh some tough Choices will be made. But once again, guys, thank you so much for being here. Jake, David, please tell everybody, and Jared as well, tell everybody where else they can find your incredible voices, your beautiful faces. Well, we host the Malcolm in the Middle podcast, Life is Unfair, which you can find in all of the podcast places. And uh, cheer for the King Crimson Sweep. They're going number one. (laughs) Super underdog. Coming in. Going to win it all. You'll see. No. 
And also, <laughs> if you want to interact with us live and see our smiling faces, head on over to twitch.tv slash lpdeathray where we stream uh, video games and such live, interact with chat and all that fun stuff. And I am Eric Stevens of File Entertainment, sometimes on Feathers and Friends, of the Evil Mark show uh, for the NFL stuff. And you can see me producing Gaio's episodes. And I'm Jared, and I won't specify his last name because it's very specific. Mm -hmm. But I'm also of uh, Feathers and Friends and Parrot Gaming Productions. And I just like having sex with, uh, (laughs) with aliens and basically being a perverted degenerate I... go on <laughs> I, you're, you're trying to shame me here and it's not working i, love I don't think he's trying to shame you so much as call it to your attention buddy oh i know i'm very aware of all this stuff i just like i've just stopped caring i'm 35 now i'm I'm I am who I am and it's not gonna change. I've tried to re I've tried to rewire the car, I've tried to install new parts, nothing's worked. <laughs> Is that electroshock therapy in this kind of book? <laughs> that's, that's what I thought you were talking about. <laughs> batteries are amazing things, fellas. <laughs> Can't attach a dick to or a motor to your dick, can't be done. I mean, it can be, just very painful. I feel like Jared is the one that has, like, the, he's had the, uh, the clamps on his nipples attached to a car battery, I, I... think. But... Another story for another podcast. <laughs> oh, good God. Oh, this has been a lot of fun, as always. Thank you guys so much for being a part of this, for all the feels, for all the laughs, and all the joy. Until next time, we're going to slam that filing cabinet shut.